0: Good night. Hello
1: and welcome to the Soundcast on Sunday, the 31st of July 2016. I'm your host, Dan Trade, Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. We're... And Robert Kemp.
2: Ooh. Do that again. Yeah, no, I couldn't think of, it. <laughs> I didn't think of anything quick enough. <laughs> that was why I haven't laughed you did that. Where, like, I couldn't think of anything, so I was just going to try and make the noise you made backwards, backwards. except it's not really woo. possible because I made a pretty short noise.
3: Woo. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. No.
1: <laughs> that, that's just labouring it. I don't think that's making it any more like what Zach said backwards, <laughs> is it? woo <laughs> No, no, it's Woo-woo. sort of like
3: looping in both directions. It's like it's a, it's a bounce. It's woo <laughs> I oh, see. It's about. Lol. Woo It's woo lol. How is everybody?
1: All backwards is lol. <laughs>
3: yep. But it <laughs> wouldn't sound like that. that. It would be like. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
3: the, the actual flick of the tongue is actually difficult to do backwards. l <laughs> <laughs>
1: You have to sort of do a reverse click at the end of... Good, thanks. How are you guys doing?
3: I have been bitten by bugs once again.
1: Oh no, how did that happen? You went outside the house? I went
3: outside, yeah.
1: What's the deal? Why do you do that? You're going to get bitten by bugs if you do that.
3: Yeah, I know went for another run and now my ankles yeah. looking a bit red get better socks get better socks yeah that's the problem like when i run i do wear like trainer socks so my ankle is exposed so i might have to
1: why is that does that help with the um keeping cool with those trainers yeah. is that what they're
3: for well, i guess well, i guess so you don't have to wear like long socks with shorts right it's looks a little silly i don't know this is the whole whole socks and sandals thing right like you shouldn't do but it's like like long socks and and
1: shorts is that is that or like normal socks and shorts is that okay normal socks and shorts is that bad I don't know. That's what do I'm asking. You, do you have to cut like, off all the way down to the. You just have to, to
2: pretend the... you're a footballer at some point because then you like. They always they have, have long get, socks get, because get, of shin get, pads. Get so you socks. have to like. Yeah. That's, a, that's a legitimate way to wear long socks and shorts, but only if you're
3: wearing shin pads. So you just have to pretend. Do
0: they actually wear shin pads?
2: Yes.
3: Yes. Well, of
0: course they wear shin pads. What are you
3: talking about? It just doesn't really look like it because shin pads are like massive.
1: Yeah. But, really. They have long socks
0: yeah
1: Yeah, they definitely wear those i'm pretty sure but my my question is still is that what those trainer socks are for so you can like sweat more off your ankles or something
0: <laughs> i guess i don't, I honestly I don't, don't know, know. I, I don't know because if you
2: think about like old school like gym socks these are
1: like super thick
0: yeah yeah and, like
2: that you'd think that would be bad like you'd think that would Absorb too much sweat and heat, but maybe it's like maybe it's meant to absorb the sweat and then it
3: gets out easier through the cloth or something. I don't know because then it's not actually cooling you unless you've got like, like
1: unless they're made of like
3: wicking fabric or whatever.
1: Yeah, maybe These are weird. <laughs> Those trainer socks that don't have anything above the ankle, uh, or just
3: coat your ankle in. Something before you go out. Oh what just wax my ankle up or something.
2: Yeah. Just
1: put
3: something on it. Well presumably I want to be careful that I don't don't put it put it in yeah, (laughs) put it in something that the bugs actually like. Like, For some reason, like when I said wax in my head.
2: (laughs) You thought (laughs) you'd be attracting
3: bees. (laughs) (laughs) And I was worse than that. The image in my head of me dipping my foot in something, like was actually honey. (laughs) Like just like dipping my foot in honey.
1: What well, to prepare for a run?
3: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I want that um, sugary, <laughs> sugary, <laughs> sweet stickiness in my feet. I don't want to stay glued to my uh,
1: shoe. Sugary... Yeah, gets you grip <laughs> or something. <laughs> internal grip. <laughs> internal honey <laughs> yeah. grip. Should patent that.
3: Sell so it to Nike. Now with internal honey grip technology. <laughs> It's the stuff they put in those little bubbles, right? You know, when they make the shoes all spongy and stuff like that, and they used to have like like little air pockets or whatever. And now, little now, windows. Now, it's filled, now, now it's filled with it's
1: filled with super honey grip. Is this another Robco invention? <laughs> 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 honey filled trainers. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that's worth a try. I guess they're be the quite hit.
3: He- quite heavy. <laughs> But <laughs> about how much money you
2: need? Yeah, I, don't, I think the whole reason that you put air in there is to make it spongy. It's like if you're having put your liquid or a, like always gel in there, that probably doesn't work as well. The well,
3: whole point of having air is it's compressible. <laughs> well, there's a specific really? brand of shoes called Gel by Asics called Gel Cayanos that, sure. that have like gel sponging. But...
1: Kayanos?
3: yeah. What like a bit mm-hmm. like kayak except you put no on the end. It's weird. Kano Kino Kiano. Kano. No, there's no there's no Reeves involved. Reeveless. We choose a Reeveless. <laughs> I can't I can't fly through the air and pause randomly. Matrix there. Matrix shoes. If they've got Reeves, then you you're doing matrix news.
1: With with Reeves technology for hanging yeah, midair. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna help your lap times if you just pause midair. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you can have a very dramatic finishing pose. That's true. You cross the line and just be like boom. So you have to like be already fast enough to beat everyone by like a good five seconds and then you could do a dramatic yeah. ending. Yeah. Do you do a dramatic oh, totally ending pose it. at all, or do you just go flop? No, well, my, yeah, my dramatic
3: ending pose is lying <laughs> on the floor, Dying. heaving for any kind of air
1: to enter my lungs. But you unfortunately replaced the air with honey, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The
3: shoes pop at the end of the race, and there you go, you've got your little sugary reward for, <laughs> for completion. <laughs> Or maybe it's like an emergency marathon tool. It's like, oh no, I'm feeling a bit bad. I'm feeling a bit bad. <laughs> I need to pop my shoes. <laughs> Let's
1: get some honey out of them shoes.
3: And somehow I'll pop them into my face while still moving. Actually, there's a challenge. Yeah. You need some kind of honey delivery system to your face.
1: I think that's gonna be a bit heavy for the run.
3: Well actually like, yeah, every time you well, I suppose you actually you don't need much of you just need a pipe, right? Because next time you take a step, you'll squeeze the honey <laughs> you into your, in your
1: face. <laughs> I think you'd need enough honey to fill the entire pipe, though, for that to work. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to have a pipe full of honey already.
3: You'd have to be running in honey platforms.
1: You're basically using the shoes as a pump to pump honey into your face.
3: Yeah. (laughs) You're wearing your pumps.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. What what are what style of shoe is a pump? I can't remember. Is a girl's shoe? Is it or
3: uh, I thought are they like sneakers or tr- or tr- just those trainers with the massive tongue? Are they? You know, I don't know.
1: I thought they That's were like a dress shoe or... or something. Like I thought pumps were like shoes with no laces or something. Is that right?
3: No. Uh, well, I or know. what? Like
1: clem Yeah, kind of, but more like formal. Splintered. Someone's
2: flanking their way past.
1: Oh, place.
3: actually, parking whilst funking. Yep. <laughs> it's a funk part. Okay. No, Ludo, but...
1: Pumps are just flat
3: shoes. Are they? Yeah, okay. So are they like sneakers? Are they a bit like Vans? Or just like, are they laceless, like you said?
1: Oh. Actually, are they flat? I can't tell. God damn it, Google isn't telling, giving me the answers here.
3: Or maybe I'm getting confused with pumped-up kicks. Maybe they're the, the ridiculous old massive sketches with sketcher-style shoes that used to actually be pumped
1: up, by the way. Mm.
3: Shoes! Shoes! I I don't know anything about shoes.
1: What about you, Zeg? Have you got any shoes that actually don't have holes in? Kind of.
3: (laughs) Kind of? Well, I mean, apart from the one you put your foot in... (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's an important hole. Yeah, that's also most... the holes that the laces go through. That's kind of important. Yeah, you need yeah, those. Well,
3: sh- sure, unless you don't have laces, yeah. in which case you are, you're
2: hole free. I have a pair of sandals, but it's really annoying because I can't wear them. <laughs> it's a really nice pair of sandals, but I mm. can't expose my toes to the elements. <laughs> why? Because my toes just don't like well. wait I have <laughs> your toes covered in honey. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, my toes are, like you know. I have semi-ingrown toenails permanently. Semi-ingrown. It's very inconvenient, mm. but it's just not nice to like. They they don't want to be exposed to anything more than they are already exposed to, <laughs> mm. and therefore wearing not socks is not really an option. So I can't wear sandals. If I have sandals. They're really nice sandals. <laughs> You've always been a sandal
1: man. <laughs> yeah, sandals and shorts. That's kind of your style, isn't it, Zach? Well, In the shorts. summer. Do you not I wear shorts? shorts you? you used to. You've
3: mm. got those ridiculous trousers that can collapse into shorts. Mm. <laughs>
1: You've got
3: three quarter lengths. not shorts. Oh, right. Oh, um, sorry. So, who wears it?
1: shorts? Do they not care?
3: Wow. I'm wearing shorts right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> who wears shorts? Me. And you're wearing socks, Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's that's actually... Well, I've sort of got into the habit of wearing socks with my shorts when indoors, partly because my left foot was, like... fucked up. Yeah. Like not not because it was mass- just massive with insect bites, and it relieved the itching, but actually before that it was messed up with athletes foot really, really badly, and so you know sensibly, I didn't want to spread that around,
0: yeah,
3: and I've kind of just got into the habit now of keeping wearing them also it does mean that I don't like wearing shoes without socks on, right. Well, I just don't like not wearing socks full stop in any situation. <laughs>
2: it's like when I'm wearing slippers, I'm wearing socks, because I don't want them just to just have my feet in a pair of slippers
3: either.
1: Mm.
3: It's, it's something, yeah, I'm with you on that. It sort, of, it sort of feels a bit feels a bit weird, I think, unless they're incredibly nice slippers.
1: Super fair. Well,
3: unless they're like new.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> as soon as they've been worn for any period of time. You're introducing yeah. another layer of weirdness. It's not so bad wearing my uh, sketches without socks. That's that's reasonably comfortable. We just get scratchy on the heel. Like all shoes get scratchy on the heel with me if I'm not wearing socks. That's... I have to do that. So if I'm pre-socked like I am right now, then it's not a problem. I can just slip slip my shoes on and go <laughs> for those dramatic exit moments.
0: Yes, yeah, clearly.
3: <laughs> like checking to see whether Kippers has left the house unlocked.
0: <laughs> yes, very dramatic exit. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so that's happening. My foot is metamorphosizing. Metamorph- <laughs> Met- metamorphosing? Did I did get it right the first time? First time?
1: Possibly the first time. Metamorphosizing, metamorphosizing would be completely changing appearance, though, wouldn't it? Like um, like well, a caterpillar it, to a butterfly, isn't it?
3: Well, from a normal foot into an elephant foot, and then back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a temporary metamorphosis. Temporary elephant foot. Yeah.
1: Elephant foots look quite a lot different to human foots, to be fair. Feet. Foots. Foots. Feet. Foots. Foots.
3: I don't know. There's something quite nice about the word foots. Probably because it's not real. Maybe I just like not real words.
0: That's quite possible.
2: (laughs) Possibly. (laughs)
1: Any house girls going on, Zeg? Yep.
2: Oh, <laughs> he's really enthusiastic house about this. <laughs> well, this week, this week we got the the gas boiler
1: put in. So Hold on. The... Is this kitchen oh, bitching or house girls? No it's house girls. What sort okay. of?
0: Both. <laughs> well,
2: let
1: me know if it's. They took the cooker away, so there's
2: not really been any opportunity to do anything in the kitchen because there's no cooker then.
3: <laughs> hey, well, I guess that's your kitchen bitching right there. <laughs>
2: It's more my of my kitchen. point is that you can't
3: do anything in the kitchen. <laughs> well, I not that I did very much in the kitchen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you can make tea. Yes, exactly.
2: But like they put the they put the new gas boiler in, and it's just like. I mean, you you already know this because you own a modern house, <laughs> sure. and I'm sure it's the same wherever that is. But like they call it an on-demand boiler. Yeah. But in reality, it's more like a 15 to 20 seconds
3: after demand boiler.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
3: It's
2: like, With how the is modern
1: technology
2: this bad?
3: Oh, because it still it's lets right, the pressure run from what's in the pipes, I guess, before.
2: Yeah. No, it's yeah, like, I... it doesn't turn the fucking flame on that did you turn the thing on, so it takes forever to heat up the water when it's coming oh, through the. It's oh, like... that,
3: that's a little different from our system, yeah. We're. We... Uh, yeah, we we have we still have a tank and stuff and it comes from that. But
2: sure, but it's just like why why is modern technology? Why who decided that to get rid of hot water storage tanks was a good idea?
3: Because people just want space in modern houses is the thing. Yeah, it's The efficient. hot water tank. Yeah. It's just
2: like it was in a cupboard
3: anyway. Yeah, but just think how much more of that cupboard you could have. Well, well, now we don't have any of that covered. In fact, yeah. we've got
2: less covered because the boiler is now where the airing cupboard used to be and where the hot water tank used to be it's just empty. <laughs> there's nothing in there now. It's just pipes. Oh, right. Weird. <laughs> I don't know where the airing cupboard's going to be now at this point. They probably
3: don't have one, right? Well... It would just be a cupboard.
2: Yeah, I guess. Because there's no hot water tank to, like, to to steal water it, To from. keep it toasty, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they put that bloody gas boiler in. It's a goddamn 10 to 20 second demand boiler. <laughs> <laughs> which sucked but the w- real problem with that is is the like it has a combo sucking with the already sucky tap tap in our bathroom okay where like we the, this tap was always shit like beforehand there's it like it's this really bad tap where you turn it it's only one tap you turn it 90 degrees and like the first 90 degrees of turning is turning on and then turning up the cold water Mm. And then you keep turning it, and then, like, the second 90 degrees of turning is turning off the cold water and on the hot water. Right. So, like, the further you turn it past 90 degrees, the more hot water you're getting until it's all hot water. Sure, yeah. But basically what that means is, like, if you're running, if you want to run a bowl of hot water, for example, for, like, washing your face or something, mm. basically you have to turn it all the way round to full full heart yeah. to get hot water to
3: come out of it. Wait twenty seconds for it to heat up. Yeah. But the
2: thing is, before that was annoying because, like, you you have you're, you know, you have to turn it all the way around, and it's really inconvenient to make it partially hot because you're like finding the midway point between cold and hot. And the, when you're turning it back towards cold, you're basically the cold is coming out at maximum speed, right, yeah. which is real bad. If you want warm water, it's all, But the, now the trouble with that is that. Now, because the hot water is essentially at the same pressure as the cold water, the hot water comes out as fast as the cold water does. So when you're running hot water, it's blasting the shit out of there so fucking fast <laughs> because I
3: guess it's at max open, it's right?
2: maximum speed yeah. when you're trying to get the hot water and you're waiting it for it to heat up. And it, it's like the hot water comes out of that tap. Well, no, the warming up water comes out of that tap so fast. It's, it comes out of the tap faster than the, the, the drain in the sink can drain it Right. so by right, the time right. the hot water is coming out hot the bowl is already half full of cold water it's <laughs> <laughs> like this is really dumb
3: <laughs> yep yeah, that, that hasn't been thought through nice can we just I mean, get normal taps
2: yep yeah, that's yeah. apparently what's going to happen we're going to get rid of that shit tap at last even though it was shit beforehand it was shit <laughs> where we had Low pressure hot water. <laughs> the long taps are
1: like are like two dimensional, aren't they? You turn them left or right for hot or cold, and up and down for uh, for pressure, right? Yeah, so you, well, you can yeah. choose. Yeah, some of them.
2: So yeah, that's going to have to be replaced, but it's not going to solve the problem of the slow heating up of the boiler, which is just annoying. But not really that much different than is having it a hot water tank. I guess. Is it
1: a lot hotter when it does come?
2: It takes a long time to get hot, and I wouldn't have said it's that much hotter.
1: Okay, so you don't get burned by it when it finally changes. I've had no. ones where you're waiting, and then you suddenly get burned.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not like a sudden change as well. It does. Well, I... the thing is, this might only be a problem in summer when we don't when the heating's not on. Because when the heating's on, the burner will be on already. Yeah, so it might yeah, be to...
1: it won't yeah. be a problem. Yeah, you don't need the hot it? water as much in the summer, to be honest, even for washing it hands and stuff you're not like i mean it's nice but yeah i don't know it's not as vital
0: it's just annoying just annoying
1: the house grouse uh,
2: the house grouse and it was very inconvenient to like just ridiculous construction work for the entire week ripping up mm. floorboards every day yeah <laughs> and there's a surprisingly large number of pipes under some of those floorboards. like in the corridor outside my bedroom you lift up the floor and it's like How are there that many pipes there? Where do all
3: these pipes go? (laughs) Well, I guess most most, you you did have stuff in your roof, didn't you? At one point, like there was something up there because it leaked badly. Well, that's the cold water tank. (laughs) Okay, you have a cold wait. You have a cold water tank, of course. I just need a cold water tank
2: for the the, like it's overflow. It's not really for Mm. cold water. It's It's the buffer for the hot water and the cold water.
0: Yeah, interesting.
2: That's why it overflows, because it also goes out the overflow pipe, which is why that drips. I think we have one of those. And that's also another thing that got fucked up when they installed this. They have their pipe that comes out of the boiler, the condensation pipe, which is essentially overflow. Mm. So they put that out where the old overflow pipe used to be, but they fucked up the guttering. <laughs> right. Because it like it comes out from under like the roof tiles and jams against the guttering and then goes into like the drain pipe that goes down there but it's jammed so hard against the guttering it bent the guttering downwards and now the guttering doesn't drain properly and it just overflows yeah <laughs> it's like god damn it what well, <laughs> when it
1: rains as well yep uh, great couldn't you have pointed that out to them or did they just that's, not?
2: Pro- that's proper craftsmanship there's they seem to do everything else all right, although some of the floorboards feel a bit uneven in some places. <laughs> but I'm just like I don't really remember. Yeah, what well they they were they uneven like... before, and you're just <laughs> noticing that those
3: four floorboards are there now.
2: It was surprising; didn't seem to take much effort to get the cooker out, which was good, I guess. Irrelevant. It must have been super heavy, though, right? Yeah, you would have thought so, but they got it out like quite easily huh. down the back path. New cooker hasn't arrived, so we'll see what happens with that.
3: Oh, okay, so you've just got a massive absence. <laughs> yep, the there's just a hole. <laughs> How's and your microwave mealing going?
2: Well, it's, you know, we've got that confection oven, so it's fine. It's like a proper cooker. And we've got a, what's you call it? Uh, one of those magnetic hot plate things. Oh, uh, induction. induction. Yeah.
1: You've had that convection oven as long as I can remember. I think
2: different they' <laughs> probably not the same one it was okay. from when you were over,
0: yeah, okay,
2: not the bacon, Michael it's one of those, so yeah, that's been annoying and inconvenient and like loud,
3: <laughs>
1: Rob, you got any house grass?
3: Well, uh, not really. <laughs> Nothing really has changed in the last. Couple weeks for me. I'm trying to think. It's just it's it's been a busy couple weeks for me, but like for no particularly good reason. It's been well. I say for no particularly good reason. One of those good reasons was I went to a wedding yesterday. You know, which is always fun. That's a good reason.
1: I went to a stag too. Oh boy! Yesterday.
3: How, How brutal was it?
1: Uh pretty <laughs> i mean it ended up in a really shit club so and uh, i mean, oh. it was drinking all day as well so yeah, yeah. it was pretty, pretty pretty brutal but you know it's got to be done i guess <laughs> oh dear <laughs>
3: you guess it was out <laughs> but, it wasn't in london technically so. no out, no it doesn't happen yeah
1: <laughs> it was out it was out in bristol so like the you can actually find a properly shit club there whereas in london it's like they're all too like expensive to be shit you know Mm. Do, you see, do you see what i mean or like you'd have to go out to essex or something or to like croydon or something to I, don't think going to, London. I don't
3: think going to a bad club is necessarily part of the no
1: prerequisites it, was the, it,
3: for a stay. it was the end <laughs> of it
1: i mean we did like a one of those locked in a room things so that
3: was oh wow called. okay yeah. yeah what's that like Oh,
1: no, it was fun uh you'd like it that sort of thing did you get out uh yeah um yes uh Ooh. only just though um uh, we're pretty done <laughs> well I'm pretty dumb. although I solved a couple of the things so it was good to work as a team I guess yeah you have to you have to split your efforts don't they do you have any chance yeah. I don't anyways. think I'd be any good at like the crystal maze one that they're doing in London now <laughs> oh awesome. yeah yeah quite a lot of people seem to be very keen on doing that it Sounds ex- it's yeah, expensive that's... as hell it's definitely not worth it in my opinion but not that I've done it but I just assume it's not worth it but you know maybe it's probably a lot of fun if you do it with the right group
3: yeah. Da, 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 da,
1: da, Apparently, they da, put a lot of effort into it, so even yeah. this little lot in a room thing was not bad. To be honest,
3: no, it's 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 a weird thing, isn't it? Like this, what, this is suddenly a thing, but I yeah. guess like you have to. I guess it does. It can still work as long as they refresh them periodically, right? Yeah, I guess. Like the, the problem with one of those experiences is, like, yeah, you do it once, and you actually yeah. can't go back. Right? No, you can't. Cause...
1: It's the same. Yeah. They did have more rooms upstairs that had a different different puzzles in. Apparently, they were harder. But yeah, um, yeah, it is just that's it. And please don't tell anyone the solutions.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and for the most part, I don't think I've heard of any any real. Super spoilering going on with those those things. No,
1: people are quite good about these things. It's been yeah, quite a lot of praise. And I saw a news article about how cool it is that everyone who's seen this Harry Potter play hasn't spoiled it for for people.
3: Oh, sure, yeah. I heard very actually pretty much nothing come out of
1: that. Yeah, Uh, apparently, it's really really good. Uh, yeah, but, okay, but if I you hear want to go and see it, you probably have to wait a year or something. Uh, yeah.
3: As if it's still running in a year.
1: Oh, yeah. it will be, I bet. It'll probably run for ages.
3: They'll probably make a film of it in a year.
1: Well, they've already got Fantastic so, Beasts coming out.
3: What? What's Fantastic Beasts?
1: Oh, it's. um. For it on YouTube the other day. Spin-off.
3: Wizards in New
1: York. Were, it's in New York in the thirties <laughs> okay. or something, right? But it's okay, wizards. that actually yeah. sounds
3: kind of cool. No, it could be
1: cool. It's Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> um,
3: it's um,
1: oh. there, might be, uh, there might be gangsters. When is it set? When we gangster wizards? Yeah, we never know.
0: <laughs> in the 20s.
1: Yeah, so that might be quite good. Balling. Ballin. Ballin. <laughs> you seen any movies lately? did you see the Ghostbusters I, or whatever? Is no, we weird? didn't
3: see Ghostbusters. I no, mean, no, we sort of we, we, we sort of want to, but like the the it seemed to go off the in, at least in Ipswich it went off the convenient time schedule.
1: Alright, oh, yeah. Real,
3: real real quick. So we did check out that Star Trek Beyond though. Yep,
1: I've seen that. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty right? it's not bad. It's good. Yeah, foreign, yeah. It's not
3: like the first a... film. No. The first film was still better.
1: Much better than the second one though. Oh yeah, yeah. I Easily. really didn't like that second one. This one was pretty good.
3: And... It felt like they'd scaled it back significantly, and that worked. If you know what mm. I mean, it wasn't quite so epic, and as a result, worked yeah, better. It, it felt felt better for it. Yeah, lower your stakes. But
1: well, even then, I say the... lower
3: your stakes. There's still millions of lives, yeah, and you know, plenty power. of people die. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: and the... it has the typical Star Trek problem of no one really cares about the crew, even though the storyline is about saving the crew. Yeah, which is That's always the Star centered. Trek thing.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean, it wasn't super Star Trekky like the old movies, but it worked really well as a kind of modern. Well,
3: yeah, and they didn't invent any more stupid technologies, right? No. They didn't, and they basically just didn't even address the fact that hey, we have a teleporter that can go across the entire universe.
1: No. <laughs> they, did do that, they did do that thing again that they did in the first film where mysteriously, like, mining equipment is way more powerful than the Federation's best starship and weapons. Oh, yeah. Which was really weird. I guess in the first one it was, they, it was mining equipment from the future. But uh, oh, one, one,
3: they they, 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 Well, they sort of explained that, sort of, at one point, vaguely.
1: Yeah, they just add a line in and that just explains it usually yeah and it
3: did have one of those ridiculous sequences where everyone suddenly knows what the plan is at the same time and so everyone needs to have a line to explain the plan right in yeah quick
1: succession yeah so we will do this <gasps> then we'll do this then we'll do this and that will work like this won't it and during that section there was an excellent spaced reference was it? did you notice that yeah um no I mean, uh, so Spock is explaining to Kirk in Techno Babble what the plan is, and Kirk says, skip to the end.
3: Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, I missed that.
1: Which is clearly awesome because yeah. Simon Pegg <laughs> like, co wrote it. So that that was pretty cool. Although it was ob- yeah. pretty obvious that he co wrote it because there was a lot more Scotty in it than there has been ever there before. There was a life. lot more
3: Scotty in it, yeah. But, you know, that's fine. Which is cool. At least it's Bones close. was in it as well. Yeah. No, 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 they make good use of the cast. There's no, yeah. no I have no problems there. Although, like, like Gnome's not wrong in that she just goes, oh man, that guy that plays Bones, Carl Urban, he's really bad. Right, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he's kind of bad in the same way that I think Bones should be bad.
1: Right, yeah. Because Bones was always, like, quite over the top or whatever. Yeah. He's that, his actor guy. But what's like Forrest Forrest M- Kelly, what his name is,
3: don't know, but yeah, like yeah, it was always like every everything that could possibly happen was was like he had to get all emotional about, <laughs> okay, just be angry at everything, and that carries over, so that's fine,
1: yeah, indeed, yeah, thumbs up,
3: yeah, it's good film, back on form, but what oh. are they gonna do now? they can't have the a, a, they obviously can't have Chekhov back, and Chekhov no. actually played a bit more more of a role in this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think of something. I think they're, what I heard was they're going to do one with uh, Kirk's dad, so they're going to bring Chris Hemsworth back, who he was in the first film as Kirk's dad in the opening sequence. Huh.
3: They'll have to hold you know,
1: Hemsworth quite a bit, yeah. Uh, well... That no, he, he dies in, in that. <laughs> so it's gonna be in the past. It'll be some kind of time travel thing. Oh, no, no, the yeah. Star Trek
3: generations again. Yeah. Yeah. Except like within their own like, there won't be no TNG reference. Do you reckon i will ever go TNG with this?
1: I mean, they had the Enterprises oh no, it's about to spoil something. Spoiler, forget spoiler. It, forget <laughs> it. Forget it. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> right. Um Let's move on to, to video games, shall we? Because this is supposed to be a podcast about video games. Is that true?
3: Um, not for the first
1: 30 minutes. <laughs> Have we not gone past that? Oh,
3: no, we've got like a whole 10 seconds before. This. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> a whole 10 seconds to not
2: talk about video games.
1: <laughs> Quick, Zeg, introduce the topic no, for the late. last five seconds. <laughs>
3: Too late, Rob went and picked up his phone. Fine. It's, news time. it's time for news. news. News! Although I have got to wait for it to load, so give me a minute. I <laughs> don't think there's much news to news about. So. Well, there's, there's a little bit of missed news that I always want to get, get done first. For <laughs> no worries. Oh, It's so
0: irrelevant at this point.
3: So, oh, Two okay. weeks old news. Yeah, I know. I didn't really I didn't really write this. T- oh, no, it was missed points about Rise of the Team Raider. Yeah, stuff I meant to say, but didn't. Yeah. But never mind. We can actually skip skip, skip that. Um, oh, you know, that was it. Actually, it might be worth mentioning. You know that that Big Bang Theory joke about Indiana Jones? Um, I think it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, where actually, they when they, when you analyse it, Indiana Jones has no part to play in the plot at all. That's a Big Bang joke. I think that's just a well-known meme about those films. We might come from Big Bang. I don't know. But... um. But anyway, yeah, uh, it's like that was the the comparison I ended up drawing. It's like, oh, actually, when you think about it, two Raiders are a lot like that. Like in the in the main battle sequences and stuff like that, it's like you're just sort of there. You're not actually pivotal to most of it, right? Yeah, I don't think it matters about the combat. The actual story that's the. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Like the story progresses sort of on its own for the most part, whether you're there or not. <laughs> for the most part, there's a couple of moments where it does actually matter, but. Yeah, you help a bit, and change little, is my note here. <laughs> you help a bit. Uh, okay. Let's get, to the, let's get to the big news, though. The big, big news for the Salacast or for the for
1: us, <laughs>
3: anyway. For us, anyway, yeah. So we, we knew this was coming. We knew that Sega were doing something for Sonic's 25th anniversary, which, by the way, if you go look at what they did for Sonic's 25th anniversary, the live show they did is possibly the worst thing you will ever see. It's unbelievably bad, not only because the stream is actually kind of unwatchable because of the sound quality being awful, but boy, that, like I feel bad for the people in that crowd. Like, it, was, it, look, it looked awful.
2: I don't think it was a problem for the people in the crowd, really.
3: I know, but it just, just generally looked awful. <laughs> there was some guitar playing, that's fine. Um, okay. uh, but we did get, as promised, a new game announcement. And then there was another new game announcement. Bun, bun, bun. <sighs> so let's talk about the one we know more about, first of all Sonic Mania, which is a terrible name. Yep. <laughs> anything, yep. with, anything with mania in it is just straight out of the mid 90s, right? I mean, uh, that was, was maybe what they were for, going right? for. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but.
2: We should have just called it Sonic Crackers and actually <laughs> brought that into maybe <laughs> and made it a real
3: game. Yeah, but that was Sonic. That was what Chaotix became, right? <laughs> yes. Sonic Crackers, like wasn't that Rom also sort of labelled Sonic Four?
2: Sort of, yeah. It was real fucked
3: up. Yeah, it was real. It was real weird. Uh, uh, yeah, so Sonic Mania is a return to very much the. I, I want to say it's a sort of amalgamation of the Sonic One, Two, and Sonic CD looks. Right. Um, so they go full on pixel art, full on. Uh, you know, yeah, that style, that style. Not, not like a, they've tried to take the old Sonic look and up res it like they did for Sonic 4. They're going, they're going all the way back. Um, and it looks interesting. Um, so it's, it's like they've said it's going to be like a blend of, um, remixed old stages, uh, with uh, a mixture and a mixture of brand new stuff. Mm -hmm. So they've shown they've basically shown two stages at this point. They've shown the Green Hill, uh, Green Hill Zone level, which mixed bits of Emerald Hill with the first stages of the Mega Drive one. Like with some clearly there's just some level design taken straight out of the Mega Drive stages and put into this thing, which a little bit of me is like, "Ah, that's maybe that's not that interesting after all, because it's just going to Mm -hmm. be like Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 again. Which, you know, rather than just a, a brand new stage, it looks, it does look like they've cut and pasted bits of the old stages out. And it's like, ah, maybe that's not so hot. Okay. I mean, they seem to have nailed the look of it, but then how much did they just copy-paste the sprites from the old games? I don't know how much of it has been has been fully remade. But well,
2: they're clearly much higher-resolution sprites.
3: Well, I don't know, are they? Like, yes. it, it looks like, it, like, when I examined it, it looked like actually it's not that much of a bump from the original, like, in terms of the actual res it's running at. I'd say it's at least double. Yeah, today maybe maybe warrants a closer look. But
1: yeah, I think it might be doubled. Yeah, maybe
3: maybe it still looks uh, pixely enough. Yeah, <laughs> that the effect doesn't last. Um, uh, yeah, and that is due out early twenty seventeen.
1: Oh, not so long we were- then. Really? No, not, Well, I'm not one, but you know, like six months. <laughs> well, least. until it gets delayed. Uh, yeah. Until
3: it gets delayed, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, it looks like, I, I think like, there was a lot of teams involved in making this thing, and it, like I can't remember the names of any of them. Um, I think the music is being, actually, the, the music might be the only guys I can remember. I think it's being made by some uh, like a duo called Hyper Potions or something, who, yeah, I don't know.
1: Are they the people who? So what's the deal? Are they the people that made Sonic CD or whatever remade it or whatever, and then got it got released as officially? Yeah, I
3: don't, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. That that would sound reasonable, right? Mm, like, yeah. so if if Sega took on the guy that redid Sonic CD, to be able to like, hey, you seem to know what's up.
1: I mean, I think they're using his engine. I think it might just be him. Oh right, that it's yeah. actually
3: just the Sonic CD engine. Just
1: no, I mean, because he like remade, like it. I think he basically remade Sonic CD, I think, sort of like he built his own engine and put all the assets into it and tried to make it the same, and got so close that they like released it. That's kind of my understanding hey, rather than uh, it I, literally thought, being the second, I thought it
3: okay, I thought it was
1: different. I thought he went in and took literally took the original and fixed and, all its problems uh, fixed it up. I think it's the yeah. other way. I think he started again and got everything from the original oh, cool. into it. Well, it's I not
2: think- like that hasn't happened in several times for several different grades of Sonic. No. Like, all the Sonic 2 stuff. And-
3: well, yeah, in theory, the Sonic 2 HD project is still a thing. Yeah. Um, Even though that's, what, that's like six years old now, that project was... Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know, it, 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 color me interested. It's, they they haven't... Yeah, they've tried the retro... Approach before, but they've already always done it from a slightly bizarre angle, right? Sonic Four isn't isn't that isn't what you want. Mm. Um, so yeah, this this I mean, it, it looks like it's a Sonic game, like the early ones. So exciting, exciting.
2: Yeah, but the question is like, what platforms and how much is it going to? So cost?
3: they've <laughs> already said that. Uh, well, they haven't said the price, but the, the platforms at least they it's going to be PS4, Xbox One, PC, and NX making it probably the second game we know that's coming to NX. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, maybe I'm getting confused, because that might, my notes are actually about the platform stuff are attached to the other game that they announced, yeah. which is as yet untitled, but pretty much looks like it's going to be Sonic Generations 2.
1: Maybe. Right. Yeah, that's what it looked like from the... the, the kind of teaser trailer they released right Mm. it's like oh no the world is in peril sonic can save but it is sonic isn't enough we need someone else the old sonic as well the other sonic (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah, the other sonic
3: so i'm immediately slightly worried about this one from the tone of the trailer like the tone of the trailer is like oh this is super epic and i really hope that was a giant piss take i hope so no, it's not okay.
2: like the enlar- it's not like generations theoretically didn't have an epic story it's just that they didn't make much story they could have been a lot more epic if they wanted to ex- extrapolate on their time Eater malarkey but they just were like no let's just look- let's just have a really basic story and just leave it at that for this sure. game yeah like- you could easily convert that into like
3: a more epic like time travel Massive destruction. But I don't want my Sonic games to be anything to do with that. I want my Sonic games to be like like Sonic Colors, you know, that sort of irreverent, uh, we don't really care too much, we're just having a bit of a laugh storylines. I want it like Sonic Boom the cartoon, not Sonic Boom the game. But it's still like,
2: they can still have the, you know epicness of
3: it to some extent to, a, to some extent yeah as long as the like the majority of it isn't like that and
2: it's it, like regardless of the setting it's still fucking Sonic so at a certain point it's it's always still irre- irreverent because that's just what that character is well, you hope you hope I don't know <laughs> so like really, even Sonic 2006 for as dumb as that got when that tried to be like dramatic and epic with like giant burning city and stuff
0: mm. it still was
2: dumb Sonic game at a certain stage as
3: well <laughs> Sure, yeah. No sixes tone was too far in that, and, and like even though, even though that's a dumbass game through and through, it played itself a little bit too seriously. Yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, well, you know, generations. T- if, if, if even if they call it something else.
0: Well it looks like it's
3: going to be a generations style game. Yeah, you don't, n- you don't really know that. No, we don't we haven't seen any gameplay it's but I'd either, be surprised if it wasn't. It's right? either
2: generations 2 or it's a it's a a solid game where both characters play levels.
3: Oh god, this is sonic
2: crackers. Well it's 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 either <laughs> gen, if it's cuz if it's generations 2 that implies that the it, that the levels are going to be Re like reimaginings of old levels, uh, yeah, whereas maybe. this could hmm. be a new game, yeah, like with
3: completely new levels and stuff, but just with that two just character mechanic, just, just with both classic and modern styles. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, maybe maybe they can't, maybe they don't want to go into the well of making another one of those again.
0: Yeah,
3: like maybe they will have to be all original. In which case, that's even more interesting. I think well, that's more likely. Bad. <laughs> mm.
2: that, that's where they could get into like making it too epic. Yeah, where it's just like oh, all the levels are going to be dark. And it, yeah, uh, all, like, all the destroyed cities, and
3: yeah. Yeah. Although if they did a casino world that was a bit destroyed, that could be interesting. Right? I guess. Yeah. But, like the neon sort of half works, or the knuckles comes and turns off the lights. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I, I still I. I don't think they couldn't plumb the wells and make a generation's two. Yeah, you know, as we've said, there's a lot of levels that perhaps they tried. It's just a lot of good levels they didn't touch. Yeah, exactly. In, in the last one, so or that they sort of did touch and put them on the DS version, and maybe they would have been better in the full one. I don't know. Why one know
2: is Like that if if we're still sticking with the time travel thing, apparently because mm. two Sonics exist. Where, where are we going to go back to Sonic CD? I mean, come on. They didn't even have one Sonic CD level in generations, apart from that Metal Sonic boss fight. Technically, yeah, that, they brought, that, they, that they, barely counts. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they brought back Metal Sonic and sort of alluded to the music of that. Well, they, and but. the level, I guess, star Speedway. Sure, it was in that style. It was just like it was just
2: a straight platform. That's not actually. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. So they didn't. They didn't touch any of CD. But then no, I'm not entirely sure that CDs levels were that. Other than perhaps the, the sort of techno. Like Green Hill Zone or whatever they called it. Well, um, I, I think what they should should,
2: uh, I don't know what they should try and do for, and um, if it was another Sonic Generations, is try and add more of the like sub mechanics because they had like the wisps in the Planet Wisp level. Yeah, and so it's like I... that's fine, but let's have a Sonic CD level where you time travel just because, mm. irrelevantly, but just <laughs> to do it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe like not a not a like failable time travel. Just make it, like, part of the level that you just go into a time travel sequence at yeah. a certain point, and it changes it all the look of the level or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe,
3: maybe it's purely visual. Yeah. Like, just part of the stage. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool thematic thing to do. Especially if, yeah, if you're doing, like, if the time eater's back or whatever. <laughs> like, the... Or I was thinking the
2: ultimate, like, clearly the ultimate version of this game with the two Sonic's thing is not actually to do it in generation style where you have one side and the other side. You do it like Sonic CD where you time travel but when you time travel it just changes into the old site 2D levels. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, that could be fun. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be cool.
3: That could be fun. Yeah. Or would you do something like Crash where it's like perspective changing? Like, okay. <laughs> well, that'd probably be quite difficult yeah, to do on a Sonic level game. scale. Yeah.
2: still, they oh, have it was this right. whole, it's like they have this whole game that was based on time travel, and they even have a dumb story with like the tiny player and all that bullshit. It's like you can totally bring that back for a, your new time travel game, rather than just this random time eater shit that comes out
3: of nowhere for their family. It's going to be, yes, yeah, so it's way more uh, workable than Sonic Lost World's Lost Hex. <laughs> right. Well, that was also like. Oh boy,
2: that was, that was so That bad. was sort of similar. I mean, technically really the tiny planet was basically the same as the last days. Yeah, it's just much. like, here's a thing that we didn't really know about before, but now we, now we found it.
3: It's in the sky. Yeah, it's just there. It just happens to be hanging out. Sonic CD's is a little cooler though, right? The little planet that's for some reason chained to Mobius. Yep. And also oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Is sonic Mania going to go back to Mobius? Nah. But but they're about, not going to say. It's going to be a re- generic Sonic world. As long as there's no humans, right? It doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter like Sonic Rush which, like we're going to travel into an alternate dimension that just is just basically like Sonic's apartment yeah. with Blaze for no reason yeah
3: <laughs> and I don't know Sticks was boom no
0: yeah it was
2: cream though for some reason wasn't it that was the weird bit where you travel uh, travel into the ultimate dimension where it's Blaze and cream
3: I suppose Cream hadn't had Cream been in the game before the GBA ones. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: Cream the Rabbit, and then <laughs> and then you know Rush Adventure, where it's
3: like plays again, but now we've got the other characters. So you're not even in another dimension on that one. Yeah, you are. Don't
2: you you have to get the Soul Emeralds. And,
3: oh yeah, do all that shit. <laughs> yeah, but the sun
2: because em- you're in a sunny zone. Sundown. The trouble is that if this does follow on from Generations, surely what this the story of this is going to be is really obvious, where it's like Robotnik who gets trapped in Lindbergh in the Generations, and other Robotnik. They're going, oh, yeah. they're going to come up with a plan to manipulate time, and that's yeah, going to lead into bit, all, with all this bullshit. Of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't follow on from Generations. <laughs>
3: Let's hope they come up with a better story. Ah, this- the actual story, I don't really... Like we said, as long as it's not... I don't actually care what the story is in a Sonic game, as long as it's <laughs> well, presented so... in a in a, in a a jokey enough manner and like actually land, then it's fine. Like but the actual is... what the story is really doesn't matter.
2: But this would be, like, the, the... the time to actually have a story again, maybe. Because yeah. I haven't had a story for, like... I mean, discounting Boom, because that was so
3: different. And bad. And based on like this entire different universe basically what you think you want them to go back to like sonic adventure 2 well like sonic heroes does sonic heroes count well exactly i mean that's the thing you've got like heroes and then you've got like
2: colors and generations and they all have a story but it's such a vague like
3: barely their story in all colors is just the right amount of story (laughs) if you ask me for a sonic game I don't know. And I don't actually think one of the best like, and actually one of the best presentations for it I mean sure, well. it's good, but I don't think there's much more than there was in generations of heroes, really. I think there's a little bit more than generations is like they just there isn't really a story, you just go from place to place, <laughs> sure, like you know, at least for colors, it's like they do again, yeah. it's not really story progression, but they do have a few cutscenes that, like, that's that that do stuff,
0: yeah, but
2: those cutscenes aren't even mostly to do with the story no they're not (laughs) they're they're just like
3: characters talking to each other for a minute about about nothing potentially discovering something (laughs) or beating up their crazy voice changing robot so yeah
2: there basically hasn't been like a solid game of a story since like 2006
3: probably (laughs) oh god
2: and that had way too much of a story yeah
3: yeah
2: and also introduced a bunch of unnecessary characters
3: I like to think Sagan know what they're doing now to to some degree. Like Lost World wasn't great, but they sort of they 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 sort of tried something stylistically nice and conceptually nice. I guess. But like they they actually didn't really didn't really execute on it. It's like I I think if they go back they got it but they got it spot on with generations and spot on with colours. And if they're And if it is the Sonic CD guy, then I have faith that they're going to get Mania right. Sure, um, that's a separate concern. Yeah, there's definitely a separate concern. But it's like <laughs> I, I like in general, like it of late, it feels like Sega have understood a little bit better. Apart
2: from Boom, yeah, you know, oh, we're just yeah, completely yeah, skimming yeah, over yeah, the okay. most
3: recent Sonic game, okay, which a big pile of crap. Good point.
2: <laughs> yeah. On well, the plus side, at least like there's no sign of the Sonic Boom style to Sonic in this new generation no it's, de- it's definitely it's just nothing just to do with that. Ass Sonic. <laughs>
3: although that, they did say that Sonic Boom has been rene- is going to have a season 2 on the cartoon I mean sure I mean that's fine because that seems to have done quite well for itself and you know it's actually pretty good yeah Q <laughs> Coca-Cola opening
0: mm-hmm.
3: okay oh, splash my leg we're not sponsored by Coca-Cola no. way. Insert generic brown fizzy drink here.
1: <laughs> Other generic brown fizzy drinks are available. Fits are available? Yeah.
2: So that's the sign. News.
1: what the is, song is, is, is the
3: taste of cola? Is is cola just a taste? Like is there like what is the, the flavour that cola is? It's the taste of cocaine, but with none of the drugs.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but I'm not going no, to find no, out.
3: No, that's actually true. <laughs> I don't know. You see, like in cop shows, don't they? Like the cops, like would lick something and like seem to know exactly <laughs> what I it think is.
1: That's, that's to see if you can tell it's cocaine when
2: it's drugs. Yeah, it probably t- t- does cause a very specific flavor.
1: I don't think Definitely. it's that. Yeah, I think it's to test if you you go numb and then oh, really? it's real. Yeah. Huh. So supposedly you could tell it if it was taste real because like you rub it on your gums and they go numb, right? But then huh. some so if somebody figured out that. Cutting it with something totally inert, which is what they normally like, do to water like it down. An
3: anesthetic.
1: Yeah. Then people. Uh, it, well, that's the thing. People were cutting it with the inert stuff that didn't do anything, and then people would rub it on their gums to test if it was good. And they were, and it they didn't go numb. They would say this shit is shit. <laughs> so mm-hmm. instead, they found a a really cheap anesthetic that they the, from some kind of dental. Thing that they can make in bathtubs, like in China or something, <laughs> and now now they've they've managed to cut it with something that actually does make your gums go numb, but isn't.
3: So so no one can cocaine. do that in TV shows anymore.
1: Yeah, well they can, but it won't work in real life anymore because oh, you won't okay. be able to tell if it's cocaine from that.
3: Is it just cocaine, or are there other powders that has that effect?
1: Oh, it's probably loads, but that's like the main drug. I don't I don't think heroin has that effect because cocaine is like. You know, a painkiller, basically. It's like Novocaine, sure. isn't it? It's basically the same stuff. It's ba- the stuff that they use, that dentists use to actually make your teeth go numb. It's not that far from, like, it's an opiate, isn't it? From crap. Oh, no, it's not opiate, is it? No. Which, which way, way round is it? I can't remember. I don't know. I always get
3: super confused with drug categories. Because it's clearly a uh, part of my lifestyle that I need to know about. Yep. <laughs> anyway.
1: Yes. What else? Is there any... Um...
3: So if there's Sonic games coming to the NX, yeah. the NX itself has had a reasonable sudden rumour burst.
1: Yeah. So what's the latest rumour that, like... It has so, detachable controllers or something?
3: Yeah, so Digital Foundry did a little thing on this that's actually quite an interesting watch. And some of it is speculation and they're quite they're quite open about that. Um but the like their and, and they talk about it being their sources have told us right. that it's like this. Well like, a bunch of people have sources, yeah.
2: so <laughs> seems like there might be a well, well,
3: either there's a lot of sources
2: or there's just one person who's it, going around
3: to everyone. Yeah, yeah, who, who, who really wants the monies. Um, <laughs> but it's hot scoop. Um, yeah, so it like it sounds like it actually might be somewhat similar to the look of the Wii U's gamepad, but in, in that it is a portable it has a screen, screen in it and then
2: two thumbstick things on either side and some buttons.
3: <laughs> but, but, those, but those thumbstick things are actually detachable controllers. So well, two players can potentially, like, have a controller, like, associated with this screen, well, is well, the rumor.
2: If it's two players, I don't know. Yeah. If you're holding half a controller each. You would like, one person holding
3: a Nunchuck and one person holding a Wii remote. <laughs> yeah. But then what's like, not necessarily been 100% defined is, like, is this really a true... The the true... like That, that to me, doesn't sound like it's actually maybe, a, like, the portable... Like, or handheld console hybrid that maybe we thought it was going to be. This sounds like actually it's just a console with a screen, right? What? The, why? Because that's that's exactly what it is. Well, no, but it depends how, how, if it's that big and that, is that actually, that, is, is that really a handheld at that it's point? It, if it's if it's like a tablet sized? I mean, don't see why it wouldn't
2: be. Like, the 3DS isn't that much smaller than the Wii you gave had if you turned it the other oh, way. Yeah, but it folds. <laughs> well, what about the 2DS? <laughs> Well, that doesn't fold.
3: <laughs> Just... But what about anyone who so... ever
2: plays a game on a fucking iPad?
3: They're gigantic. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Maybe that maybe it's okay these days, but I don't know. I consider <laughs> what it about the game gear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the game gear would have been smaller if they could have made it smaller. <laughs> the screen was tidy
2: well the game game was basically only jacob because it had
3: so many batteries in it (laughs) yeah it had like six
1: double a batteries and they went eight wasn't it no it was was six it It was was six six.
3: six. yeah uh, yeah. and they did make up probably about at least a third of its size was battery although that's probably not that far off modern tech right like the i don't know anyway whatever uh, so that's the rumour that it's that kind of form factor. Uh, pos- presumably it has some kind of TV ability to like play on TV as well, but it doesn't sound like from these rumours that it means... like The original rumour was that, hey, when it's maybe in portable mode, it has less power than when it's in console mode. That doesn't seem well, be- to be right, yeah. No, that, it seems like it's just one thing, right? Which kind of makes logical sense from the development standpoint, right? No one yeah, wants to be yeah. trying to make a portable mode and a, uh and a, and a, a console mode for every game they make. Mm. Um but yeah I, but that that still might be a thing like so this got me wondering it's like if they have a TV out and this little extra screen is the little extra screen or tablet going to still be like so they can do games that have one thing on one screen and one thing on the other screen are they still mm. attached to this idea of dual screen play
1: they mm, they don't seem to, I mean if you look at the Zelda it doesn't seem to have that much going Going on turns well, like yeah, but that's, game that,
2: that game doesn't count because that's also still designed for the Wii U,
1: <laughs> yeah. But they'll have to work on NX, so the fact yeah. that they're downplaying the second screen thing kind of indicates that maybe what's not important, maybe, yeah, yeah.
3: maybe we, we, we just don't know on that front, but uh, yeah, so like the, the sources say that it is pretty much going to be like a uh. You know, t- it's it's tablet technology basically it's it's got an in, you know, like, every, the current rumor states fairly specifically that it has an nvidia t- and an nvidia nvidia tegra x1 chip right. in it and they're quite powerful may, right, for they, mobile they, they are probably, i think they're the most powerful graphics chipset you can get for mobile platforms for mobile, yeah um but there is like based on nvidia's new pascal technology that's in the the, the 10 series cards there is an x2 chip coming fairly soon So the thinking is that maybe this is a temporary placeholder and hence why they haven't announced anything or can't release until March because they're waiting for the X2 chipset to actually be manufactured. Possibly. possibly. It doesn't seem
2: like it, though. It
1: seems
3: seems a bit late in the day for that actually to be a thing. Yeah, it seems like Um, they've probably decided on the
1: hardware by now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So yeah, the X One's a pretty good chipset, and in, in theory, that puts it over the power of a three hundred and sixty and a PS three, mm-hmm. which to me sounds like oh, actually, you know what? That's not far off from what the Wii U is. So maybe this might not actually be a power bump in its right. current form. Um, so it, and is that a good idea? Does that is that does that have any point? Does if if it's not a power bump over the Wii U, why are they making this? Other than the fact that, you know, Wii U, as a brand, is a bit of a failure. That's why. that's why. Also because, like,
2: if they make this new system that only has this, like, one screen controller thing, because it's that, the whole thing, they can do away with all the complicatedness of, like, having multiple controllers and all these weird... Other compatibilities with different controllers that plug in different ways and all that other bullshit. Yeah, throw all that yeah,
3: out to start over. Do you reckon they will? Do you reckon they will throw away their the control legacy? Like, well, the
2: thing is that, like, if then if if we're assuming that they're not going to have have it played differently when it's plugged into a TV, then mm-hmm. there's then you're still operating off one screen, and so you can't really do the the Wii U style separate screen thing I mean you could theoretically have it like sync Wii remotes or something I
3: guess you still need the all... sensor bar port and stuff like that then or have some other form of sensor or maybe the well sure is if that's like to attached bar. to the base station yeah. part of it
2: but it's just like I don't See like it or it doesn't sound like it's designed to be a console like a multiplayer console it sounds like it's meant to be like
3: a 3DS like a solo you you have one apart from the two controller rumor
0: well,
2: apart from that's not actually a rumour that suggests multiplayer, that just suggests that you can detach the controllers off the giant heavy screen part when you're playing with it attached okay. to the PlayStation. Okay, fair,
3: fair, fair enough. Yeah, no, that's, that's an interesting point. I think, like, what most of the stuff I've read has assumed that, oh, there's two things that detach, therefore it's going to be, like, um, two little con- two little NES controllers or something come <laughs> out. Or well, I mean, uh, you
0: know,
2: they could... Free- I mean, you have to assume that... Those two controllers aren't going to be identical
3: because that would be dumb <laughs> when they're attached. Yeah. Well, or or would it? Well, I mean, well, I guess it depends. Like, what sort of? Because if you, if they're attached, you still you end up with a dual stick. controller. Well, it, dep- it right. depends what sort of layout you want, I guess. Because mm. like,
2: well, as long as, or well, we can only hope that Nintendo have learnt not to put the analog stick above the buttons. Mm-hmm. that'd be yeah. nice for a start. Right. yeah yeah but then having the analog stick above the buttons is the only way that works as a separate controller because if yeah. you have the analog stick below the buttons then when you detach it it's like the analog stick is
3: in the middle of this little mini controller. yeah it wouldn't work would it yeah. <laughs> yeah it's interesting I I think they'll probably stick to their design I, like they might like the symmetry I don't know they probably won't offset the sticks. Is like, is, is, is what I'm thinking. Sure, I mean, stick offset isn't that necessary. It's just like, it's just a stand it, right? Everywhere else.
2: Well, it's just. Why is I, it, why like, is it a, even a
3: stand? <laughs> because
2: <laughs> like, who who decided that that was yeah, the easiest way to is,
3: make it work? It is a weird, slightly weird thing of controller design, isn't it? That like that we've ended up with there because it's not like the PlayStation, the early PlayStation ones had both the s- analog sticks at the same height. So you no. didn't normally use both of the back in the base. Uh, well, yeah, up, up until PS4, they were they they stayed in the same spot, right? In the middle of the controller, which isn't necessarily the most comfortable place for them to be. Yeah. Um. But it was fine, I guess. Although I do have a problem with like all PlayStation controllers, where if you fall off the stick, you tend to fall off onto something important. Like when we're playing Towerfall on PS4, um, you can fall off the stick onto the PS button really easily, and that happens all the time when we're playing that game with the Cambridge crew. And it's just like, oh, really? And it's like, you know, things are a little bit too cramped on a PS4 controller. For me, anyway. Mm. And for for well, for well, us that have been playing it. There's something about the, the bulkiness of the bone controller that's nice. <laughs> I saw some people, like, doing them, um, speaking about controllers, I saw some stuff about um, people getting their hands on um xbox design lab controllers oh yeah Uh, there's a few there's a few of those going out to uh press people and it's uh yeah generally generally they seem they seem quite impressed with it because this is the first time they've seen the the revision of the xbox controller right because these are the new xbox controllers so there are subtle differences here and there Uh, and generally feedback is positive other than you might want to be a bit careful about some of the colours you pick because they look a little bit more vibrant in the on the website than they do in real life. Mm. Um, but that's some, yeah, it's it's pretty much it is what it it said it is what it says on the tin.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so there you go. Also, the was it the big the big thing everyone seems to like is that they've made the uh, underside of the controller like mic, like dimpled slightly, so it's a, it's it's got like a grip on it. Um, and apparently that's really nice.
1: Well, that's cool. Is that like a new, I guess, because that wasn't on the Pro one, the Elite one or whatever, was it? No,
3: the, uh, well, the Elite might have it anyway. Right. The Elite has a lot of things on it that I can't actually remember, but it might, it might have that sort of dimpled grip. But now that's just on the normal controllers. Mm. Um, and there has been some rumors that actually if you're trying to use the Bluetooth mode on the controllers... With a Windows PC, that's actually a terrible way to use that controller, and that Windows actually isn't very good at using Bluetooth controllers. Oh, really? On every other platform, like, like if you try it on Mac and Linux, it's Works. fine. It's fine.
1: <laughs> uh, great.
3: Like great. So on Windows, you're better off still plugging it in or getting one of those wireless adapters to mm. use the proprietary wireless rather than Bluetooth.
2: Why can't they just make one with a cable? Why is Xbox 360 controller
0: the
3: best controller on PC? <laughs> sure. <coughs> Because they don't want to make two controllers.
0: Yeah.
3: But, except they kind of already are, I suppose, if they're making the Elite. <laughs> they're making infinite controllers because of all these uh, color guess, combinations. Guess, well, <laughs> yeah, kind of. They've just got a factory making the same parts in different colors, right? That's probably way easy, easier to make a, the same part well, in a different color. It's colors. just plastic. Yeah. It's like it's not like the insides are different. No. Uh, controllers, NX, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no Man's Sky's PC version got delayed. Not much, though. By two
1: days. Yeah, okay.
3: <laughs> I just thought that was funny, okay. funny to bring up, just to feel like No Man's Sky got delayed. <laughs> again. Again. Well, it looked like it might be completely fucked when they had that patent
2: problem again.
3: Oh, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Although, they, they, well, they won, didn't they? Their battles well, with Sky and... Well, the, yeah, the sky thing, but the, not not the super
2: formula thing. What's the super formula thing? Well, apparently the the procedural generation thing, the maths that they used was a patented formula. Oh, wow! But this might just be patent trolling. It's hard to tell. Probably. And yeah. even if it is
3: patent trolling, it will just get settled, so it'll be relevant anyway. <laughs> mm. this, this late in the game, Sony will yeah, Sony will make sure that that's not a problem. <laughs>
2: Because it seems like the patent on this on this formula, which may or may not be the same formula, is like it's not it's one of those like patent law things where it's like maybe it's not specific that you can't use it for procedurally generated worlds and not 3D. It's like this formula is to make 3D models. And does that necessarily include entire planets? I don't really know. (laughs)
0: Hmm.
2: But whatever, like it doesn't seem like anything's come of that. No one's been saying anything. It was just like it
3: happened, and then I guess while it's still, even if it was like, is it one of those things where if if the, it's up in the air, like what well, it doesn't necessarily stop the product coming out, but like what what will happen is it will end up affecting bottom line royalties, yeah, maybe. right? You might just end up having to pay someone, yeah, or you'll release a game that can't make money because all the money has to go to the owner of this formula. Or some 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 garbage like that. Ah, patents. How stupid they are. Um. And well, I imagine someone probably worked very hard at making that formula and probably has earned his due. So yeah. Uh, uh final bit final bit of tiny bit of news. This is or non-news, I guess you could call it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh the Rocket League developers have basically come out and said We've got crossplay ready to go. We're just waiting for Sony to give us permission um, to to allow them to do Xbox to Sony to to, to PlayStation crossplay. It's like so. It's got to the point where it's actually already, but Sony hasn't said yes. I mean, Sony have never actually said they're open to the idea. Mm. Like they were actually no. They, that's exactly what they said. They said they were open to the idea, but not. That's not a yes, is it? It's like, well, no. think about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought Microsoft was going to be the one
2: that was more of a trouble. Though. I mean, oh yeah, they sure. Took ages
3: to even allow the first half of the crossplay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Microsoft definitely been more cagey about this in the past, unless you're playing a game that is on <laughs> Xbox and games for Windows.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, so they seem to have been super helpful, as it turns out. I guess because. They are Microsoft are playing catch up right now. They'll be open to anything.
2: Still makes me wonder
3: how that actually manifests when you're playing the PC version. Because it's
2: like when you log, when you're going into a server, and you're seeing the CyNet people, and it's like they're obviously console players. But which ones are like? Yeah, we won't
3: know as a PC. You can't tell.
2: So yeah, we that we won't see who's who, and presumably the numbers won't go up
3: anymore for us because we already see the the total. Oh, what you mean when you're in the server browser? You're, you're, yeah, it doesn't factor in the co- or does it factor in the console? Well, place? I assume it does because okay. it went up. Oh, okay, at some point. Hmm. So I assume that number is already
2: factoring in them both, and then it's just like when you join a game and the signet people must just at the moment it must just be one console or the other, not a mix. <laughs> get, but you I can't tell it. unless you happen to see someone with an obvious name, where it's like Xbox guy
0: <laughs> or something.
3: Yeah, Xbox Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, it would. It would be nice if it, if it told us like what platform everyone was on, but I guess maybe that that's also a problem in itself because I guess Sony and PlayStation don't want an Xbox logo well, appearing on a, their system. Have a but, logo yeah. or
0: something. Either.
3: Or well, vice versa, they probably don't want to say, "Hey, this guy's playing on Steam." <laughs> well, they already know that that guy's playing on Steam, presumably. Yeah, because of the Cynet logo. Yeah. I mean, It'd be nice if it could actually just show us that, like, in some respects, does it really matter? It'd be nice if it could just actually just show the player logo, right? And you not know. Well, to show the player logo
2: is a lot more effort, because then you're having to tap into, like... Yeah, cross, cross APIs. Different... <laughs> but, but they have to do that anyway, right? To get the multiplayer to work in the first place. <laughs> yeah, but that's not exactly the same thing. And you're having to send that extra data.
3: <laughs> but they already... That's no my, that's my more hassle. <laughs> It'd be nice. It would be nice. Again, maybe licensing, and like for like, I don't know, PlayStation images are, might still be in that old realm of like Xbox gamer pictures or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. So there's probably some concerns there, oh, or also Xbox avatars. Do you really want that stuff appearing on PlayStation? It's going. There's going to be it's license headaches here and there, or like people just not agreeing to stuff
0: the other thing
2: well, that Actually,
3: actually probably the other way around isn't it they don't want pictures of like S- steam profile pictures of boobs turning up <laughs> randomly on on playstation or... maybe
2: but the other it's like it's always been the thing where i still don't know what the what the like the console specific vehicles appear as to us oh yeah
3: yeah does it just pick a random model?
2: Or... Well, I suspect that for hitbox purposes, they probably pick one that's similar. Like, I bet the PlayStation ice cream truck of Doom probably appears as the van. Oh, that was probably just the Merc,
3: yeah. And like the the Warthog probably appears as the other van, yeah, slightly like less large van. Yeah, same with the armadillo, right? The armadillo is probably also the van, yeah. Or that, or the one from the wasteland pack.
2: That's oh, quite sure a
3: similar shape, yeah. <laughs> What do you think of the new cars? New cars actually look kind of cool. They look
2: kind of cool. But they all have incredibly annoying engines.
3: Oh, do They <laughs> They all suck. <laughs> and there's a bug
2: where, like, one of them, the, like, the sound effect doesn't properly attach to the vehicle. Sometimes and you just oh, like, you have a random noise happening somewhere on the
3: vent. See, I've not had that happen yet. I've heard you talking about it when we've been playing, but I haven't had it. Had the the hairdryer yeah. effect. It's very
2: annoying because you know you need to hear where people are coming.
3: Yeah, in case, in case <laughs> it's they're it's bombing
2: you. bit of information. <laughs>
3: case they're going to bob you out of the goal or in case your teammates (laughs) oh well that too yeah because yeah i have to keep my ears about me like noticing when you're boosting up behind me and it's like oh i better not go for that then yeah exactly
2: tactical
0: information because you can't actually look very easily
3: boosting from behind uh and that's news i've got nothing else really good
1: Excellent. Well, we have a whole one minute forty-eight seconds left of news. <laughs> no, it's it's. I think that it is over. Somehow we have to
3: create as much news as we usually have. Yeah, I People guess. That yeah. Shit about news. Well, there's a lot to talk about when it t- comes to Sonic, right? We are the uh, authority
1: <laughs> on Sonic. This is true. Right, it's time for what you've been playing. What you've we're been playing. We are the authority on Sonic. <laughs> whose turn is it? Oh, Rob.
3: It might be. Did well, we end with Team Raider last time? I can't I don't remember. remember. I think okay. we might have ended with my shit last time. That doesn't really matter. Absolutely. Okay, doesn't really matter. Uh, I've not got a great deal to talk about it anyway. So, I um, uh, play, played a, a lot of Skullgirls, as it turns out, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, just getting the fight to <laughs> stick. You, out. Actually, you have to use that thing. <laughs> you have <laughs> to have a reason for it to exist. You have played one game sure but i'm having a great time i'm I'm like i'm I'm super enjoying it it's like i'm I'm like doing harder and harder runs through story mode and uh and and stuff like that and trying to learn new flight styles and stuff like that that i'm not necessarily used to i want want to try and get some of the achievements in the game (laughs) after having like none for like 10 hours um i've now got a few of them and it's uh yeah i don't know I, i i have i have a good time with that it's like the I've hit some super hard challenges now on certain bits. And it's like, actually it's, it's that sort of hard. That's fun. Right. If you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't, you don't feel super frustrated when you fail. It's like, you just want, you just want to have another go at it. Even, even if like it's the AI is super difficult and has like five times the health bar as you, Mm. um, and is playing as a very combo heavy character that can, easily lock you down. It's like you're sat there trying to puzzle it out, doing, you know, I guess how you should play fighting games, right? Like, it's like, it feels like you're any bit of progress you make, like, oh, I got chipped off a bit more life that time. uh, It feels like you're being a better player. Mm. Or worse, you've just found ways to cheese it, you know. (laughs) You found some cheap tactics with the character you've got, but I don't know, it's, it's a fun kind of hard for me, like playing this game. So it's uh... Yeah, I, I I am I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Um That's all I really got to say though. It's it's all, I love playing it with a fight stick. Which <laughs> made more sense. I've said that several weeks now, but get a fight stick, it's cool. Um
1: If you're a fighting um, game fan.
3: <laughs> if you're a fighting game fan, yeah. Um I played a little bit of the Alpha of Lawbreakers today. Which is pe- What's that it, again? So Lawbreakers, yeah, it's Cliff Blazinski and Boss Key Productions as Um, new shooter. Okay, I don't know if I can say anything about it because it's a closed alpha, so I'm
1: kind of (laughs) not.
3: I'm just saying that I'm playing playing closed alpha. Then Uh, someone I know had a key. Right. Okay. It was just like, do you want a spare? I've got a spare key. Do you want? Do you want it? And it's like, all right, let's give this a go. It's a shooter,
1: all right. Okay, it's a shooter. That's <laughs> it. About,
3: without knowing, yeah, as I say, like, without knowing a great deal else, I'm not sure what I can say on that. I'm sure this information's all out there, but. Uh, and they've even put their own YouTube videos up with tutorials and things. So, right, yeah. uh, So you know, I mean, there's probably some stuff you can say, but probably not opinions. It, it needs polish. Is what, you know, no one, what, what, yeah, I guess that's the, what I'd say. It's clearly alpha, but, you know, it's. Uh, it it could be good. Um, uh, so, what else we got? I guess I guess the main thing I've been playing is that new hotness that that sweet sweet delicious Doom. One month old oh. hotness.
1: <laughs> doom. Doom. So fill us in. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> is it a proper throwback? Are you feeling oh, man. Like you did in the nineties?
3: Absolutely, like that. That game feels so much like the original Doom, and like that. That the, it's not so much that it actually that feels like those games in terms of how you play it, but the feeling it gives you is the same. It's like you're. you're, you're, you're it's clear that you're playing a modern game, like in yeah. how in how it handles and how it feels and how, how the shooting works out and stuff like that. But the structure and the style is straight out of like Doom and Quake and Quake 2 and ID's early days. It's that it's that
1: awesome. through and
3: through. And Sounds I great. love that. Um it's like I I I had my classic reservations and stuff like that, but we'll come to that. It's like it is just that it it's that same uh we're gonna have a room full of enemies like work your way through it as best you can. The, the odds are overwhelming, but you will somehow find a way, um, to get through. And then, uh, uh mixed with like plenty of downtime to be like, okay, there's probably a lot of stuff hidden in this very nicely detailed environment. <laughs> mm. Let's go find it out. Uh, and stuff like that. And yeah, the secret hunting is actually can be quite, quite fun sometimes. Um, but it does lead me to my, to my to my to my first uh like negative i think in that actually i don't think the ratio between secrets to fights is in the favor of fights i want more fights and slightly less wandering around the level to find out how to get to that platform up there right um or how to get to that icon on my map um because it gets to a point fairly early on you can unlock the ability to actually see where most of the secrets are just on your map
1: okay that's um, cool i like that or, or you, or you get like uh, in the vicinity of it, and then they appear on the map. Um, okay, okay. Are there any super secret secrets that don't appear? Or, or... yeah, there's one type of secret, so um, uh,
3: you can sometimes sort of tell this. So one of the secret start types are classic maps from the original two Doom games. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen um, videos of this. Yeah, yeah. And so they are basically literally like little bits of the original Doom graphics, just shoved into the middle of this super pretty looking game (laughs) right so you can just you just walk through a door and suddenly you're in doom like you know textures and door noises and nice and everything it's like occasionally you'll get bad guys to face but those have actually been the modern versions of the bad guys rather than the original sprites which was a little disappointing it's like the original what all the original they went to the effort of making like the original pickup sprites like, putting those back in the game. Like I said, little, you can get shotgun shells off the floor and, and a mega health and stuff like that from some of these rooms. Um, but yeah, and then they unlock uh, something that I haven't checked out yet. They actually give you something else outside of the game to play as well. I don't know if they're actually just straight up, just you're just playing Doom or something oh, like a classic like level from Doom. I don't know. I need to go check those out, see what, see what that's about. But yeah, those secrets, you can sometimes see the floor plan of where they are um, but on the, on your map, but you can't necessarily see what you have to do to get into them right so I, I think like at, on every level there's basically a, a lever somewhere that you have to pull um and sometimes they make the position of the lever obvious and you 've got to try and figure out how to get to it other times it's just a complete like it's just hidden somewhere and sometimes the hid, the hiding place is really sneaky and like or or, or in pitch black. As it, as I found one by accident once, it was just in a pitch black room, and it's like, oh come on, that's kind of unfair. But I found it, so okay, whatever.
1: How are you supposed um, to find it in pitch black then? To just like, feel your way around, hitting the, uh, the use keys? Well, yeah, you, you sort of get... slide down the walls. <laughs> yeah, the walls. yeah.
3: You get you get a little prompt on screen when there is something you can interact with. So you, there's no okay. point of just like mashing E. Right. So like if you if you walk up if 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 you if there's something to do if if you're near the lever, near enough the lever, for instance, it will just say press E on screen. Right. Um
1: press E to pay respects, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um and then you open it and then you get a cool little guitar lick and it goes Ble-le-le-le. and then and then a door opens somewhere to the uh to the um to the to the classic map, which in itself can sometimes be yeah, a little bit tricky to find, but they're not normally too far away. The lever and the door are often often reasonably close to each other. Hmm. Um but yeah, that can be a bugger. Like, especially sometimes when you know, I like, like the, the one I was, uh, I was playing it a little bit earlier and Zach was saying, it, and it's like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a classic map beyond this door here. Um, but I just cannot find the lever to get into it and it can't be too far away. I mean, and I found a point of no return on the route. So it's like, it's got to be somewhere in the level before here. Um, so yeah, it's like yeah, finding, finding those is, is a bit of a pain, but everything else you the icon appears on the map. Um, figure out how to get there. Um And some they're like so that works great most of the time. Most of the levels are designed so they're fully backtrackable, and some of the levels are actually quite sprawling sort of mazes upon which you sort of start uh, like just going around them and figuring out where to go, and then eventually you come across a locked door. So it's like, oh right, I've got to go somewhere else and find the key to get through that locked door. Very very old Doom style, yeah. Yeah. Classic. And and those levels are some of the best stuff. But you are spending a lot of time walking around sometimes to be like, oh no, I've come down the wrong path, or. Or hey, there's a bit of actually what I find myself doing is checking the map super frequently and being like, oh hey, look, there's a bit of grey over there. I haven't been that way. Let's figure out how to get there. Um even if there isn't a secret item there, it's like sometimes it's just like, let's figure out what's in this bit of map, and sometimes there's extra stuff to fight. Um uh, and but there you do get rewarded for finding random extra fights. Like there's a there's a mechanic in the game where you okay, so the modern element starts coming in here and that there are upgrade points. So you can upgrade your weapons with stuff, um, and you can upgrade your suit with stuff. Um, okay. So, uh, but uh, like as, as you do combat on the level, there, there's like a little you can earn up to I think it's five weapon upgrade points per level just by killing stuff. So if you find all the stuff in the level, for instance, you'll get all five combat points or whatever. Can't uh, weapon upgrade okay, points. Okay. Okay. So you know, there's and an you incentive can spend them to just. You how you want or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, so it gets to the point where, like, actually, like, your first upgrade for a weapon probably costs three points, and then the next upgrade will cost six. Mm -hmm. But you're, 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 you're given a little bit of flexibility, as in, like, so you, you can pick any one of the upgrades to do first, Mm. and then the next one will cost twice as much. Like, so you're not, you're not stuck to a specific order, um, of how, of how you spend your upgrades, but your effect, you are upgrading your weapon with a specific attachment on. So you actually have to find this drone to give you the attachment before you can start upgrading that part of the weapon. Okay. Um, so yeah, you know, you know, there's there's secrets feeding into more secrets. Basically, <laughs> it's, um, it's every, everything kind of fe- feeds into each other, and it and it works. It works, even if it, at, at first it feels a little, maybe a little overwhelming, maybe a little too. I'm spending a lot of time in menus deciding what I want to do, or mm. looking at the map, um, rather than just ripping demons in half. Which is so satisfying. Yeah. So satisfying. I thought...
1: You know, I was right there'd be all... too much like, melee going on.
3: Yeah, but... I mean, so, the glory kill mechanic actually works quite well. And perhaps it, like... I think it seems worse at the start of the game, which is probably most of the stuff that you will have seen will be from stuff near the start of the game. And it's because the enemies are quite weak, right? You're only facing off against like either the possessed, which are just like mindless zombies or the imps, which are really awesomely animated little dudes that throw fireballs at you. Um, And they like move acrobatically and like, they have some really neat animations. Like they'll be running away from you and they'll just hurl a fireball like behind them. And, uh, you know, it's properly animated. It's not just coming out of nowhere and stuff like that. Nice. Or they'll, or they'll jump into into the battle and sort of throwing the ball midair, a bit like a um, uh, an American football pass. You know, that kind of thing. It's like there's some awesome animation work on those guys. Um, yeah, but they're quite weak, so it doesn't take a lot for you to stagger them and put them into glory kill mode. So when you when you do enough damage to them, they'll glow um, if you've got that element of the HUD turned on and uh you, then you can just walk up to them and press melee and they'll they'll you you'll get the the horrible animations. Um, <laughs> nice. nice. And uh, but but obviously as you get go through the game you meet tougher and tougher enemies you have to do a lot more damage to them before they enter a staggered state.
1: Right, yeah, of course. Um,
3: so you're not ju- you're not just ping-ponging your way between enemies.
1: But is um, there any kind of uh is there any reason to shoot them then rather than do the glory kill i guess um, they're further away or
3: so here's where the risk reward like mechanics of the combat actually comes into play like you get rewarded for glory killing um in the and if you're not if you're uh the more hurt you are the more health they will drop if you glory kill right but the risk is obviously you've got to be up front into the you know you've got to be all up in their face right and i guess a lot of the time that might actually put you in harm's way. And they do take a little bit of time, and you can take a little bit of damage. I think when you're in that state, I've never actually been killed mid glory kill, but um, I think you can still take a, a, a small amount of damage while you're okay. mid animation. Um, but then you know, So if you're not, if you if you like playing that way, but you're not that happy about it, eventually you unlock. There, there are these trials that basically work a bit like Bayonetta's little uh, combat arena things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you find these runes and then they take you to the a little arena, a little combat challenge, which if you succeed, then gives you like these mystical power-ups of which you can hold up to three at one time. And, uh, yeah, they they can have some crazy effects. And one of them just straight up speeds up the glory kill speed to, I think, up to three times. Um, so if you want to jump around and do that more often and not be vulnerable, eventually you can. Go for it, yeah. And it's... Uh, yeah it's it's super smart of all that stuff and how it all plays. It took me a while to realize it's like actually if you're in a lot of trouble glory kills are actually like a get out of jail card. They'll uh you know you'll get um uh you might you might get quite a lot of uh health back off just one kill if if you if you get in the right situation. Um so it's yeah it works. It's super fun. I'm not playing it on a hard difficulty. I'm playing it on its normal mode or I normal, guess which right. is and it's it gets pretty tough, yeah, uh, there are moments where it's tricky, yeah, but it's not been that hard to be honest because I'm being mm-hmm. quite thorough about secret hunting and finding all the upgrades and stuff like that. It is making me like when i when I finish it um and i I think I'm probably seventy five maybe eighty percent of the way through it um uh, I think when i when I get to that that point i am gonna i am gonna just bump it up to nightmare and see what it's like and maybe do the, uh, the 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 super nightmare roguelike challenge which is like you got to go through the game one death and you're out which mm. so- actually sounds kind of fun and there's an achievement for making it through the first level in that mode
1: yeah that sounds fun uh, uh, yeah hopefully it's like it's it's not like something like you know halo 2 where the first level is the hardest one <laughs> on on the hey, yeah yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, it might be because you will only have like the pistol, I guess. Yeah, and the, the pistol. But all the you'll only really see imps on that first level, so, so you should be able to deal with them. Yeah, you should be okay. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know. It might be, still might be ridiculously hard. I don't know. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with this. It, it looks great on, on my new machine. It runs perfectly. Yeah, are you, you running expect, at like 120
1: like, hertz or whatever? Yeah,
3: yeah, it's 120 hertz max Sweet. settings. Uh, <coughs> it's it actually has an options where you can make it run in Vulcan. Uh, API mode instead oh, really? of OpenGL which apparently gets nets you if you've got stuff that supports Vulkan, nets you an extra. Uh, no, I think Vulkan's actually like the open source. Oh, cool one. Like you know the OpenGL guys just right, yeah, yeah, just made it. I think it is based on uh, the AMD one, whatever that was called. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's based on the ideas of the AMD one, but they just made an open version of it. Um, yeah, so and and apparently if you run that you can get a 10% performance boost by using Vulkan. So you, not that that was a problem for me in the first place. Uh not with the old the yeah. view machine. No, I was running on OpenGL for a while and then they updated to add Vulkan and it's like well I'll flip the, flip it over see what difference it makes and obviously to me it made no difference. Um I'm still running it. Uh, well I'm running it at 1080. I've got I'm on ultra and it never frame dips. Mm. Um it has uh well that's a lie actually there are some some of the bigger levels when you like can see uh, like there's one level that has like a destroyed bridge and you've got to kind of make your way across it and it's like when you look at it from one side to the other then it starts to to drop a little it's like the engine is definitely good at enclosed spaces and not open spaces
1: yeah that makes sense for doom Um,
3: yeah but it's very pretty there's like, like in, on a lot of the levels, like especially when there's fire about, you get those nice little like fire particles in the air and they're wafting around. And, cool. uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of neat stuff going on. And it's, um, yeah, uh, it's a bit brown and a bit dark in places, but the kind of neon insides kind of contrast that mm. just fine. You know, I do, a bit of me kind of wish that the Pinkies and the Kekka Demons were a little more vibrant in their
1: coloring. Right, right. They're not, you know, they're not quite, original Dune 2 kind of...
3: No, they're not quite that stark. Um, and I, I kind of wish they were a little bit more. It's a shame like it that, doesn't but... have
1: filters or something like Uncharted 3. Well, there
3: think, is... <laughs> there are three rendering modes that I haven't toyed with yet, so I'm just right. playing on default right now, but there is a cinematic mode and a gritty mode. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't tried either of those. Let's we'll see what they look like yet. Uh, there is actually an option for film grain, so I wonder if you put it in cinematic mode. <laughs> it like goes all... Uh, it goes all grainy for some reason. Mm. Uh, that's a a cool game. I mean, yeah, the styling is very over the top, as you'd expect. They go, they play so heavy into the demon thing and they go bonkers with the lore of this. They really, Really? mm, yeah, they go all in with just how crazy this is. It's like, it's, it's, it's no secret that you're basically a god after your um. Uh, after your uh, uh, actions in the first two Doom games, you're like you're treated as some kind of special being, right? Like not just to the demons, as it turns out, you're kind of revered That's as right, a mysterious historical figure. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of awesome, and you know the fact that your your character doesn't give a monkey's about any of this; he just wants to punch stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's so good. It's so stupid, but in all the right
1: ways. So um, in all the ways that Doom Three didn't was too serious. Kinda didn't,
3: yeah. yeah. Not that I'm saying Doom Three is a bad game necessarily, but this is this is Doom, right? This is this is actually yeah, in some actually ways Doom. this in some ways this is actually Quake. Like probably more than Doom in some respects. Like it's Doom in setting, but Quake in feel, maybe?
1: Hmm. Interesting.
3: Yeah. If you if you wanted to be like super specific, maybe I you know, and the music gives me a very Quake Quake Two vibe.
1: What my like, yeah, the kind of nine the, inch the sort nails of either the, the
3: Nine Inch Nails or the like. Yeah, it's a little bit um uh, like so the ambient stuff actually sounds uh, a bit like um I, I I get vibes of the New Devil May Cry.
1: Oh yeah, in it, you...
3: and I really love that soundtrack. Like, and that was by Noiser. Um who I'm big fans of anyway. But it's like it's like they've taken some of the ideas of that, but and then blended it with the corn does dubstep feel. <laughs> and it, it it super works. It's awesome, it's obnoxious, and it's It's insane. It's everything it should be.
1: This game kicks ass. Zaggy, you gonna play Doom? Apparently and it scales three. really
3: well to older machines as well. Like, apparently it's very, very good at that.
2: Yeah, I wonder if that's thought to happen anytime time soon. I've got too many other things to do first, really. And it might it's... not take you
3: very long. Well, so that's I, true. I, I'm like, it's taken me, like, 11 hours, I think, to get where I am. But you'd probably blast through it a lot quicker. I don't know. Or 11 hours to you isn't really anything anyway. <laughs>
1: it's like a day. <laughs>
3: day <Yeah. to> work. <laughs> I haven't tried the multiplayer yet either or, or Snap Map. I haven't looked at Snap Map. Apparently they did another free update recently to the multiplayer stuff but no one seems very up on that so I'm not that interested but uh, I, I will give it a go because why not? I've got this thing now. I better see what it's like. Um, but honestly I'm having the campaign is so good. <laughs> it's one of those things that the more I think about it it shouldn't be good. Because it is so basic in many ways, right? It is it is so, you're just going through corridors, there's some stuff to shoot, you shoot it. But it works. But somehow it's, I guess that's no different from the feeling of a Devil May Cry or a Bayonetta in some respects. You know, you're just going through corridors until a fight happens and then you have a fight and then you do it again. I guess it's no different from a Halo. Actually, in that respect, like Halo is that right? The thirty seconds of fun theory. <laughs> it's no different than any game ever. Yeah, I guess. About. But like, there's just less to it now than perhaps even those. But it's like, oh, it's it's better for it. It's like it it is the the, the it is the bayonetta get model. that actually is probably the closest thing to it. Right, the closest analog.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: but in a shooter. Noise. Uh, so that's Doom highly recommend highly recommend might be my game of the year so far nice and I haven't even finished it yet and I hear the boss fight's pretty good when you get to the end Doom and that's that's all I got really cool just just, just dooming it up I didn't go back to Tomb Raider
1: <laughs> as I said I wouldn't <laughs> I'm, I'm done with yeah. that as it turns out you're still waiting on your uh GTA. Uh, well, yeah, I, I yeah, I have I, I, I
3: wanted something a little bit shorter rather than an open world game, which yeah, is why I started good. on Doom. Sounds good. And uh, but good yeah, I, I will I will probably do GTA next.
1: Cool. Yeah. Zeg, I think you're up.
2: Well, I sort of went back to Xbox Two, sort of, sort of, for one week, the first week. Not necessarily because I. Decided to not play the Two, which other stuff happened in the same week. <laughs> but in the week where I did go back to XCOM Two, it was kind of weird because at first I thought it, I was like getting over the hump, and it's like I like I speculated that maybe there was an early game hump to get over, mm. and like it would get easier and get better. And it like it looked like it was going that way for a while. But then it turned out that what really happened was I just got lucky with the level generations that it had given me, and it hadn't given me any bullshit for a while.
3: Oh, okay, right.
2: <laughs> because then the bullshit mission turned up, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was a particularly bad one as well, because it was like, I'd been doing these missions for quite a while, and like, I'd even let one guy die. I was like, was like, that was a reasonable death, so I'll let that one slide. Was it Was it dramatic? Was it like he he led, he led a noble death? Not really. No, okay. <laughs> it was just like semi dumb, but it was like acceptably dumb. <laughs> and I started feeling like I was getting things under control. And, you know, I'd lots some new weapons and armors and stuff and it was going okay. But then it dropped me into this mission where. It airdrops you in onto the roof of this sort of bungalow is all like a really long bungalow, I guess. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's a one-story thing but it's really long for some reason. And there's like solar panels on the roof which are c- count as half cover, so you're not completely yeah. exposed. But like so it puts you there, and then the objective is like across the street and two houses up, there's a laptop you have to hack. Right. And then you have eight turns to do it. And I was like, Well that seems doable, that's not very far away in terms of, like, actual distance. Hmm. But, like, so the first problem with it was... How did you get off the roof? Well, you just jump. It's, oh, only, okay. one, it's only one story. And uh, actually, there's no... doesn't seem to be virtually any limit on how far you can jump. You just oh, jump okay. off the top of any building and you're fine. Okay, cool. The future? Yes, the future. Everyone, even random civilians wearing plain clothes, can totally jump off at any story of the building. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if necessary. They will have
3: super shoes, clearly. <laughs>
1: I you just do that in the, the last one? That honey goodness or the honey. <laughs> Sorry, dad, I'm talking about honey. What did you say? No, I was just wondering if you could do that in the last one, because I remember having ladders and stuff.
2: Well there's ladders, of course, yeah.
1: but it's just like you could
2: you could always jump I think even in the previous game you could always jump just off. Jump off
1: I, right. Yeah,
2: I think
3: I can remember that, yeah.
2: But yeah, so the first problem with this mission was that because it's such a tiny level you're basically going to fight every alien at once because they all spawn basically right there. So that was the first problem with it being really small. Mm. <laughs> and I didn't realise until I started moving forwards. It's like, oh, I've just discovered three groups of enemies. Shit. <laughs> but then the second problem with it, which was where I, where I was annoyed by the bullshit again, was like, you have to hack this laptop. And... You know, it's a mission objective, so I'm assuming you still have to get next to it. I'm still not conclusively convinced that you can't hack it with the robot, but I need to do some more experiments. But you have to get to this laptop to hack it. And I was like, eight turns, that doesn't seem too far. It's probably fine. And then once all the enemies appear, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a bit more difficult. I'm going to have to, like, just basically run someone past them and stay in high cover as much as possible and hope they don't get shot. Mm. (laughs) But then once i run someone right up next to the house with, like, two turns to go, I realised that the laptop is in the upstairs bedroom. And for no apparent reason, the stairs in this house would start from the furthest back corner of this house that it's possible to be in. So it's like, even though I got there as fast as I could, it was like, this is still going to take a whole other two turns to actually get into the house, get to the stairs at the back of the house, go up the stairs, get into this room with the laptop, and I have to be able to... You still have a movement left to actually hack the laptop. Sure. And then he's just like, well, goddamn it, it's, it's, it's this act, bullshit again. <laughs> it's
3: act, actually impossible?
2: Well, you know, it might be possible if I'd known in advance how ridiculous what ha- it was. What the house
3: was laid out like. <laughs> mm. But still, that sounds like you would have had to, like, max speed it, right? Yeah. Like, just, like, screw the enemies, I need to run. So this was one of the things that but, I was, That's kind of bad.
2: Yeah. This is one of the, th- like... A couple of theories that I might want to go back and test because i at that point, I basically stopped playing again. Yeah, if you
1: reduce the difficulty, does it give you more time or does no, it just make the enemies? Does. Um, yeah,
2: less and time. I'm only playing on like normal difficulty, like mm. I'm not playing, I, I think there is an easier one, <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but there's definitely harder ones. Yeah, you're, you're playing on its intended setting, then. yeah. But so there's a couple of theories that I might want to go back and experiment with. The first one, the first thing that I thought of is that I'm not entirely convinced that you you can't hack the mission objectives with the robot. Because that was my original complaint about yeah, this. You, didn't, like you, didn't you had to be, be, be adjacent be to the thing to hack it. Hmm. But I started to think that maybe it's not just a range issue, it's a line of sight issue. Because uh, okay. when, when I thought that guy with the robot on that mission with the thing in the truck wasn't wasn't in range to do it, it's like maybe he actually has to have line of sight to the objective as well as being close enough. Mm. That could be a reason like that would stop the robots from being able to do it. I don't know. So like, I'd probably want to experiment with that again at some point. Basically, in this level, I think this would be a, a perfect test for it because you could basically just fire a, a rocket at the side of the house and blow out that whole wall. And oh, right, have a clear budget. line of sight into the house. And just hack it from afar. If you can, yes. Yeah. So that's one of the things that I might want to test, and then the other idea that I had. That, It'd be quite a cool solution,
0: actually. Yeah, well, like yeah. Blow
2: the wall, Well, the destructible drain. It's like yeah, that kind of. Occasionally, there are cool tactics you can do with fixing destructible drain.
0: Mm. <laughs> occasionally,
2: I did have one one occasion where randomly something ridiculous happened, where there's like there was an automated turret on top of a building. And I had one of my guys try and shoot at it to do damage, but not destroy it. Mm. But instead of shooting the turret, he missed and shot the roof out from under the turret and it fell down and took full damage. <laughs> it was like, that's weird. Wouldn't <laughs> have that turret was that unstable. Apparently it's not really attached to anything apart from the one tile of roof that it's on. <laughs> but yeah, the other theory I wanted to test was something which... It's a skill that one of your classes have, which initially I kind of passed over because I thought that didn't seem that it didn't seem very worthwhile. But like it might be the solution to this problem, but in a weird kind of like a weird kind of semi-cheese kind of way, I don't know. But like one of the class one of the early skills in the Ranger Tree, the melee class, basically, one of their early skill choices, you can pick this skill where When your squad gets revealed after you come out of stealth,
0: Hmm.
2: that anyone, any rangers with that skill don't get revealed, they stay in stealth until they individually get revealed. Yeah. So I was thinking, maybe like the solution to these turn limit hacking kind of problems it should work anyway. Well, right? yeah. yeah, theory like once one person sees so it, should reveal everyone. Yeah, <laughs> although I guess maybe the aliens are sort of making some kind of assumption about how many people there are or something. I, mean, I guess,
3: but then they still don't know where they are. No, right? that should be how that works. Mm.
2: But yeah, like maybe that's the solution to these turn limit problems: is to like if you bring a guy with that skill into the mission. And just have him be, like, a solo guy who just tries to skirt round to the objective while everyone else is shooting.
3: Yeah. That could be, that could be a viable tactic. It could be. Unless you just run into the enemy. as Well, it? yeah. <laughs>
2: it's like, you're still having to, like, navigate the awkward, like, line of sight way it detects stealth. Because it mentions it very briefly in, like, a tip in the tutorial. But... When you're in stealth, it shows like any tile that's within visual range of the enemy, like it highlights it. So you know not to go into those. If
3: you stand on that tile, yeah, you're done.
2: And it also highlights if you're going to do anything that makes a noise, like breaking through a window. Oh, okay. So So it highlights those as well. If your if your path goes through a window, it says don't do that because you'll be real. (laughs) Mm. But then there's also the third way to get revealed, which is much more difficult to to like work out, which is that if you if you move into a flanking position, no, if you move into a flanked position. So even if you're not in the visual range zone as marked Mm. by the tiles, you can still get spotted if you move into a piece of cover that's being flanked. Right. Which is like, it's not really indicated in any way. You just have to sort of be able to tell from where the enemies are and what direction the cover's facing. Mm. I mean, the cover still highlights red, like, when you're in a flank position, like it does normally. Oh, sure, right, yeah. But that, like, it's not as as obvious. Okay, And it can also still get you when you don't know where the enemies are. Because, like, you can run out and most of the time... It's kind of weird. Most of the time you can see the sight range of the enemies, even if you can't see the enemies... Oh, great, so like okay. sometimes you yeah. can, there'll so, be, basi- some indication so basically like yeah. if you're looking at the map as much of it as you can see at the moment and you can't see a sight indication in a square, then usually that means there won't be a sight indication in that square if you move there. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it can still be in a flanked position. So you could still get revealed that way,
0: yeah.
2: even though you didn't know there were enemies there. It's like, it's kind of
3: awkward, to yeah, that I, I, second mechanism. I, I can see what mechanism. you mean. Yeah, because then, yeah, you won't know that it's flanked until you know the enemy is there, but you're not actually within... S- but yeah, that's, it, that's weird, because if you're not in sight, does it matter that you're flanked? Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> they should just, surely that should override. Yeah, that's a bit odd. That is a bit odd. I mean, I, mean, the, I guess vision ranges are infinite, aren't they? Well... I no, because you do have squad
2: sight for, like, snipers and stuff, don't you? So uh, each yeah. individual person can only see you so far. Mm. It's just that for some reason when you're in stealth, like, the detection radius for the aliens is lower than their sight
3: radius, I guess. No, uh... Oh, bigger? No, Ooh. because, like, the, the, oh, uh, the no, detection gotcha, gotcha. squares that Sorry. are highlighted
2: as yes. danger think, zones yeah. are, like, yeah. smaller than how far they can theoretically see, I guess. Because they're not they're not paying attention that to that.
3: But that, yeah, that also doesn't make sense, yeah.
2: <laughs> Why then they wouldn't see you. Yes, exactly. They would see you in the flanked position. So yeah. So maybe that skill is the right solution. At you, I don't know. But, yeah. Maybe that skill is the solution to the hacking problem. Ooh. But it's still like isn't a very nice solution, because you're still essentially having to sacrifice one guy to not be involved in all the combat, Yeah, hmm. <laughs> whose only purpose is to try and stealth his way to the objective. Kind of awkward. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. Luckily, because of not playing Iron Man, there's plenty of autosaves at the start of that mission. And like at various turns through that mission.
3: Okay, cool. So I could probably just reload a couple of those yeah, and give it a go. experiment with the rocket explosion yeah. technique and the That sounds like a good plan. The stealth plan. Seems like a good an appropriate point to try that stuff anyway.
2: Yeah. It's not it's basically the perfect mission to test all these theories because it's such a small map. <laughs> yeah, and such a seemingly impossible target. And you know, that mission was also a mission where a new type of enemy got introduced, which it doesn't help when nope. you don't know what you're up against. It always screws you up, and it's quite a bastard of an enemy as well. It's just like this enviro suit. Like it's some kind of alien that can't survive in Earth's atmosphere, so he has a mechanized enviro suit or whatever,
0: hmm.
2: and he fires fucking acid grenades, which is extremely <laughs> annoying. Well, actually, any enemy that has grenades is just annoying by default. Yeah, sure. but acid grenades also very annoying because then you get acid, <laughs> and it and it does like. It's sort of cool where it, like it eats through destructible terrain as well. Mm. So like you fired the, the acid grenade up onto the roof and then it just made a bunch of holes. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> it of... ate through the roof. Yeah. But then like so he this mech suit dude has quite a lot of health, and for some reason he's unnecessarily difficult to hit for being a giant fucking eight foot tall mech suit, just like <laughs> that nine foot tall blonde monster.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's the dumbest mechanic. The whole miss system. It is. It is possibly the worst part of this game. But then the annoying thing about the second annoying thing
2: about this dude after he's so goddamn difficult to hit like you kill him and then the Mexican is also automated so you kill the dude and the mech suit just gets up and has another health bar. <laughs> it's like goddamn it, wow. Now I have to kill it again. <laughs> so that was one of the other reasons why that eight, eight turn time limit like got a lot shorter. Yeah. Like I have to waste like two whole rounds just shooting this one guy. <laughs> mm. So yeah, we'll see about that, I guess, maybe. But the other reason why I stopped playing it gon 2, apart from the bullshit, was <laughs> other things happened. There's been continuing to be patches to Factorio, and oh, yeah. I've been continuing to play it, I guess. I'm not necessarily worried about the patches at this point, because they caught all the major stuff that I was worried about. Okay. But I've yeah, been playing through through it. Mm. So I finished my first play through and got some achievements, and now I've started another playthrough for a different set of achievements. Essentially, you sort of need to be able to do, like, two or three playthroughs to get different, like, combos of achievements. Mm. Like, the first one I first run through, I did the sort of restriction achievements, I guess. Like, no laser turrets, no solar power, no logistics network. Did all them in one, because it's like, once you've started to restrict yourself, you might as well <laughs> fully restrict it. And then my second playthrough, I'm doing the no no handcrafting run, which is like slightly awkward. Where because normally you just you just run around, you pick up a bunch of raw materials, and then craft what you need as you go. Sure. Because as you're running around the your factory, you're like, oh, I need another grabber arm here. I'll just craft that out of my raw materials in my inventory and just smack that down. But then when you're doing this achievement, you can't. Everything has to be built, be built in a factory. Mm. Which really essentially just means you just have to carry a factory around with you, and every time you want to build it, you just put the factory down, put all the raw materials into it, and then tell it what to build, and then pick it all back up again. Fair
3: enough.
2: So it's just slightly inconvenient. Slightly more inconvenient, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at a certain point, I kind of already get to a point where I don't do much handcrafting, because that's just a cool way to play the game. Hmm. You just make a factory to build everything and just have the robots ferry
3: it around and, like, bring it to you, and hmm. that kind of stuff. <laughs> come to be dominions. So that's all cool. So is that nearing completion now, you think? Like that That game? Mm, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we discussed it last time, didn't we? Yeah, we did a little bit. Yeah.
2: Still don't know how far they've got to go on that. It's something that is complete, apparently. 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 It's not around. It, 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 out, it happened. It, it it's came
3: out. out at 1.0 at last. <laughs> That could be in the Game of the Year discussion, I guess. Yep, it's no no longer early access. It's in. in. (laughs) This is the release version. So yeah, that came out and I played some of that.
2: It was weird because I thought I was going to end up playing that in multiplayer, but, well, a bunch of people did start playing it in multiplayer. All the the usual people that I (laughs) end (laughs) up playing this stuff with, they have their server, and we went on there and we played for a while. But the trouble is that I, like, I don't think Starbound is actually that good to play in multiplayer
3: because there's just too much compared to Terraria. You mean, or well, just in general?
2: Yeah, I guess compared to Terraria, it's it's sort of a similar problem that Terraria has, except it's sort of worse in Starbound where it's like there's just too much competition for loot. Right, is the trouble, even though there's not really. Well, no, I think maybe that's what makes it worse in Starbound, is that there's because there's not very much loot that's, like, interesting, mm. it makes it more <laughs> annoying when you don't get it. Right, yeah. And also, there's just, like,
3: you know, competition for... It doesn't, like, loot a sign, then. No, like, anything, no. Anything that drops is free for
2: Well, I guess nothing really drops, is the thing. It's all just in a chest in the world oh, okay. whoever right. gets there first and looks in the chest
3: yeah. takes so, whatever they want out of it <laughs> so is that a bit of a bugger if you're uh, <clears> too <throat> late oh, yeah.
2: and there was a the moment where it was like oh we found, we found a dungeon that we can go into and get stuff and then we go in there and it's like oh wait someone's already been through here and cleared everything out <laughs> <laughs>
3: there's
2: not there's only a few random bits and bobs left yeah I can see how that would be really quite annoying So, yeah, it's kind of not that great to play in multiplayer, I don't think. And also, like, there was a moment where we were like, oh, well, let's go and build build a town. Except it was like, let's go and help this guy build a town. Because you're putting up, like, the colony things that call the people in, the markers, I guess. Mm. You put the thing up, and then periodically that generates a rent essentially they just give you money or an item but like that's not locked to any specific person so like you know it's just like the honor system i guess because one person could easily just go around and take it all
3: just go nicking it yeah and
2: so there's no real incentive for you to like collaboratively build anything because it's just like, well, who's going to actually benefit from this? Yeah, yeah.
3: One person or no one? or The entire crew has to be like, oh, we're going to bring it all back to this safe and then we'll divvy it up. Yeah, it's like, exactly. No.
2: It's just like, it's not really designed for multiplayer, it doesn't seem like. Mm. So I went and played a bunch of single player anyway, which is fine. I've been going through the like actual structure of the story now, see how it, how the progression is.
3: I guess that's all in place now, right? The yeah.
2: Story and... It is. It's kind of weird. Like well one of the thing one of the things that, is, that I think is kind of lacking is that like some of the bits of the story do seem a bit weak still. Like maybe it wasn't as ready as they thought it was. Hmm. Like one of the mission one of the main story missions that I went on was really short and seemed kind of like nothing to it. It was meant to be like a like an ancient puzzle temple or whatever, where you have to solve the like solve the mechanisms of the room to get through, like turn on all four of the torches at the same time, or like hit okay, the thing yeah, that yeah. opens the secret door and all that kind of mm. stuff. Does it go? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But then it was just like that didn't take very long. It didn't seem like there was that much of, you know, that complicated stuff. And then there was was a boss at the end that I didn't even realize was the last boss of the dungeon. I thought it was a mid-boss, because it was Mm. like, this doesn't seem very big or dangerous. Mm. And then I killed it. It's like, oh, that's the end of the dungeon. Well, I guess I'm done done with that then. So that was kind of disappointing. One of the main dungeons that wasn't that impressive. And it's like, I guess it's sort of a limitation of the system they're building in. Because if you go into like the wiring view that shows you the wiring of like active objects to each other or whatever, okay. you can see like when when it's a is that puzzle. Like a dev tool or is it just part of the game? Or... No, it's you can wire stuff together, like wire a button to a door or whatever. Sure. Right.
3: <laughs> I didn't realise it would let you see stuff already that already
2: exists. Well, I mean, yeah, it it's kind of you're not necessarily meant to see it, but you can just switch to that mode and see it. Okay. Yeah. But you can't necessarily see what it's doing exactly. Like You if, can just see
3: it wired. Yeah,
2: you can just yeah. see wires leading into the darkness, and then yeah. there's like yeah. there's some circuitry there that's doing something. You can't really use it to like reverse engineer the puzzles or anything. Right. Okay, Except for in certain specific cases where it's like... Where you can see it. Where it's like, oh, this secret door is wired to something. Yeah, I see. <laughs> so yeah. I know that there's some way to trigger it. Mm. But yeah, you look at that and it's like, you can see that it gets quite complicated in some of the wiring and it's like, yes, that's obviously when you're making a puzzle where you have to turn on like switches in the right order, that is quite a bit of like
3: logic wiring to do, I guess. If you're doing it within the game. engine, Yeah, I guess. doing yeah. it
2: within the mechanics of the game. But you know, that's a limited system. So there's only so much they can do. Mm. It was okay when there's like platforming sections and stuff where it's like, like traps and moving objects and stuff like that. That's still okay. Combat is still a bit in there. You mm-hmm. just hit things with a sword, usually, or shooting.
3: So, what does this mean for your hype? Like, if you're coming away, like, it, it, this is still Starbound. Yeah. Like, rather than some big revelatory thing, like, are you still. How does this make you feel about Terraria too? Well, t- are, you, are you now hyped for that? Is this not.
2: Weird, like, the, box. the secondary situations with the, like, other versions of Terraria that are still happening, and it's just, like, no one really knows what's going on. There mm. was another fucking Terraria patch, like, not long after Starbound came out. No, really? Like, actual content for Terraria again. Huh. And they still claim they're still going to continue working on even more. Like, the, the, uh, supposedly the next patch off of this one is actually going to have a lot more content than this one. Did. Yeah, weird. It's like, well, that's good, I guess I can go back to Terraria again at some point. <laughs> But, yeah, Starbound is, like, the other trouble with Starbound's progression is, like, the way it's meant to ramp up. They put, I feel like they've put some of the the stuff at the wrong end of the progression tree. Like, when you're upgrading your ship, there's two ways you can do it now. You can do it by just paying money, basically. Mm. Or you can do it by hiring crew by doing, like, side quests for NPCs in your towns, (coughs) which is all right if you just build a little town and then occasionally do those little... They're very, like, simple, procedurally generated quests where it's like, oh, a bunch of bandits spawn, go and kill them.
3: Go to this thing, do this thing. Yeah.
2: So you can get the crew that way and then level up your ship. But in order to actually build the ship upgrade, you still have to get the upgrade modules. You still have to explore, basically, at a certain point. But because of the way your ship expands, and like rooms get bigger or longer, or like new doorways open up as it as it expands, the shape of your ship is like that. Kind of inherently means you don't want to build anything in your ship until you've fully upgraded it, because like mm. you don't know what the layout's going to be and like where the where things might be best put. <laughs> Sure. So it's just like you were just shoving everything into random crates until the end of the game where you're like, oh, now I can properly lay this ship out, but it's sort of too late because it's the end of the game. <laughs> hmm. And the same situation is like with certain items you get. Like one of the last, I think it's the second to last tier of minerals, you unlock the ability to make a, a, a scanner device that lets you see where the minerals are. Right. And yeah. it's like, At this point, I don't really need that because I can dig really fast. I really needed that right at the start of the game where it takes forever to
3: mine anything. So I need to
2: optimize the amount of time I'm spending mining by being
3: able to see where the minerals are. Yeah, I can see that one. I mean, your first, the first point you made there with the, you know, the laying out of the ship and stuff, like some of that might actually come from you being super familiar with the game at this point, right? Like if you're, if you, uh, do you reckon if you went into it fresh, and like then a the ship upgraded that way, perhaps in a way that you weren't necessarily aware of the first time that you would really mind. Like you know you'd just make a bit of a hodgepodge of a ship the first time, or you'd relay it out as you go. Well, and, I guess and it uh, is that some of the joy of the game, but because you've been doing that already.:
2: I guess, but you're still spending a lot of time like redoing things. I mean, just at the end when I re- completely rebuilt my ship from scratch, just like cleared everything out and re- laid it out fully. It was like that took a long time, but to do that like more than once as you're progressing through getting ship upgrades would just be sort of inconvenient. It's also just like inconvenience by things that are just like the, like elements that should have been put in the game where it would just make it better. Like when your 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 personal inventory has like auto sort, but you can't do that for chests. Okay, and there's no like quick stacking or. There's a take-all button to get everything out of a chest, but there's no way to, like, add, like, auto-stack auto, auto stack anything that's already in your chest with anything in your inventory or any of that kind of, like, quick-transfer mm, stuff. I see, yeah.
3: that, You know, Quality of that. life stuff, yeah.
2: And it's just really... It's really annoying to, like, open chests. And there's one thing that everyone bitches about that just, like, has never been solved, where every time you... It's not necessarily every time it opens, but, like, every time you walk to a new area or transition, I guess, it resets the inventory to the middle of the screen. So whenever you hit your personal inventory, it comes up in the middle of the screen.
3: Oh, right. Which right, is right. obviously
2: not convenient in any
3: way when you need to see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can say that's irritating.
2: And then yeah. when you're, like, opening chests, it's like you open each individual chest, but, like, that opens in the middle of your screen... And then it's just like it shows you a generic like icon of the chest, and it's like which chest did I just open? I'm not even sure. And you can like mouse o- when you're mousing over chests that are behind the window you've got currently open, you can press E to open those. So you can sort of get work around it by carefully positioning your mouse over the stuff that's behind the inventory window that's obscuring your view. It's just like that's just not very convenient. Weird, and like once you start getting crew on your ship, they get in the way all the time because they, it's like, they're just standing in front of all my chests and I can't open my chest because I keep talking to them. Mm. And even your pet, it's like, God damn it, pet, move out of the way, I need to open this chest
3: that you're standing on top <laughs> of. So there's just been two different buttons in that case. Like a talk button or a... Yeah, I guess. Use button. It's just a lot of like
2: minor stuff that it feels like has been done better in other games. Right, yeah. <laughs>
3: Particularly Terraria. Which is weird, right? Isn't this half the old Terraria thing? Sort of, yeah.
2: So yeah. weird. I mean, I guess I built a bunch of cool stuff and yeah. made my ship cool and explored a bunch of planets, but, you know, it's the same. They said that there was a lot more, like, you know, mini dungeons and randomly generated stuff to put in the planets, but it doesn't seem like I've seen any, much that's been totally new and it still has the sort of classic problem of like you you go underground you find the randomly generated thing that's there and then you know that at that
3: depth on that planet they're all going to be essentially the same (laughs) that whole planet wait so like the other chest the contents of the other chests you mean no i mean
2: the loot will still be randomly generated but the like mini dungeon structure will be either the same or one of the variations of of that tile set, basically. Huh. So it's like, oh, it's the underground, like, abandoned farm. And it's like, oh, so all over this planet is just going to be a bunch of these farms. small underground abandoned farms in various slightly different configurations. Okay. It's like, it doesn't this really... Is re- a, this is the farm
3: planet. Yeah, yeah. It
2: doesn't really encourage, like, exploration of...
3: Of that's a planet, you, you, a you, planet. Yeah, you, you go there, you do your thing, you get out, you go somewhere else. Yeah,
2: you basically like go down
3: once to see if there's any interesting spawns, and then leave. <laughs> I suppose does it not work, like is some tile sets easier than others? Like, like could there be one to say, like, oh, I found a good one? Well, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, it does seem like you you occasionally get some that are, like more lucrative where it's like, oh, this one, I this this type of mini dungeon I know always spawns a chest. In every version of it. Right, yeah. (laughs) So you can just walk around and loot the planet that way. But yeah, it's not really. Doesn't seem. The underground seems almost like worthless, which is weird. Because like when you're building stuff, you're just building on the surface, unless you want to build an underground base, I guess. But even then, Mm. you're not going far underground. It's like all you do in the underground is go down there to get minerals not really worth the trouble of excavating your way through cave systems to see the little mini dungeons Mm. (laughs) which kind of sucks because the big dungeons normally spawn at the surface they have like an entrance that goes down
3: (laughs) so you don't have to explore to find them
2: (laughs) no you just walk across the surface of the planet until you've looped and then you know everything that's there (laughs) yeah right that's what i always do i just beam down Stick a torch next to where the beam down point is, and then just walk left until I find the t- until I come back to the torches, and then I then I know that I'm pretty much done with that planet. And then you just leave. <laughs>
3: you would think they perhaps hide some secrets, right?
2: Yeah, you think so, but like it's just it's because it's all so generic. Like those little mini dungeons have to be small, repeatable terrain that is just randomly spawned into the planet. They can't really make them specific enough to have secrets yeah I don't know and also I haven't really found that much like unique loot okay yeah I've only found like a few things that seems to be the main like lacking
3: element you haven't stumbled upon something to go oh cool <laughs> <Come on. laughs> yeah
2: I mean I found a lot of different types of cosmetic clothes but that's not okay. really that
3: interesting no <laughs> any, any ridiculous stuff weird weapons sky weapons yeah yeah
2: I mean, I found a couple. The trouble is that I keep finding, like, I find blueprints for weird weapons, but they're like upgrades of weapons that I haven't found.
3: Oh, right. Weird. It's like, I found
2: a boomerang that's like in the shape of a moon, except it's an upgrade of the boomerang that I've never you seen. That you don't have.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a bit annoying. Yeah, but you get, at least now know that there's a boomerang.
2: <laughs> I guess, yes. But how do I get it? Yeah. Like, you should be able to craft the basic one, surely, and then the blueprint should be an upgrade. That you what, find. You do, what you
3: do is you get your crafting bench out, you put wood down in the shape of an L. Yeah, exactly. And then... If only.
0: So, yeah, true. It's all right, I it's guess. It's not Terraria, it's Starbuck.
3: Terraria. Yeah, Terraria's all right. <laughs> terraria's all right.
1: <laughs> Indistinguishable. <laughs> Stop it! As not the case indistingu- may be. No. <laughs> and also,
2: like... with these continuing Terraria updates. like I'll be done with the story of Starbound and then there'll be a Terraria update and it'll be, oh, this'll be be time to transition back into Terraria where it's much better and there's more content. (laughs) (laughs) And there's even like the last patch in in Terraria made like actual quality of life improvements even there, like to do with chest stacking and like you can choose which type of evil generates in the world because there's two types basically okay. and it used to be random you had to keep respawning the level until, you've, until it randomly chose the one that you
3: wanted and oh, oh, now you just toggle like, it <laughs> yeah that makes sense I didn't realise there were two completely separate well so. that, was, that only got added in one of the patches at some point <laughs> okay. they hadn't okay. been in
2: version 1 but yeah. yeah there's two different versions
1: huh. I have the following fan mail from the contact form on happysalad.net
3: Oh really? Oh really? Yes. We got says, an email. We didn't email. email. email.
1: So it goes, or is it Fight. this
3: spam. Email. Send a message to what's our what is our address? Well, is I don't know.
1: HappySAD.net slash contact us contact form, apparently. <laughs> and it says here okay. Hi there. You go by Zeg on the Starbound community, don't you? Oh we I was done wondering if analysis you analysis. have any plans to update your mod. <laughs> yeah
3: we dealt with that. Oh yeah, yeah, theory. we we, yeah. we talked about that months ago. Yeah. Oh really?
1: Why yeah, that, yeah. why did I get this email seven days ago? Did they send they it don't. again? Maybe. Yeah, they must <laughs> well, have unless, the, it unless it.
2: they, yeah, unless, that, unless they've sent a very similar message that is actually for the version 1.
1: Yeah. It says, maybe. with Starbound 1.0, it seems ships are limited oh, to Echius ec- yeah. e- for fuel, which is only found on moons. If you don't, I'd be willing to try and update this and give you credit for your mod. But, Could you but, put it under me. a Creative Commons license?
2: Wait, hang on a minute. Which <laughs> mod is he talking about? He talking it about says the Real or...
1: Power mod. Oh, the Real Power. Ah, there you go. Oh, man, that's so a meant- new. Yeah, he wants me to
2: update. Like, the scanner mod that I made is basically obsolete <laughs> because there's now actual scanners in the game, yeah. even though they're well late game, but I guess. Know, they're still there. They, yeah. they exist. Whereas Real Power was like.
1: <sighs> Do you want me to follow forward this to you? No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The thing with real Real power, the mod that I made, it was like a very incomplete mod, and the only thing it did was make ship power, basically. (laughs) Like, basically what I managed to program was solar panels, and with a lot of programming effort, I made them so that they only worked during the daytime, which was a lot more difficult than you would think. (laughs) Yeah, you told me about that. And then they powered, like... They charged up batteries, and then you could feed the batteries into the ship engine to act as fuel. That was all the mod did. I had big plans, of course, as you always do, for, like, other things that
3: could be linked into this wire network and power drain and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it sounds like this guy wants you to come up with more ways of powering ships. Well, the thing is, like, what he's saying
2: is that, like, now ships can only be fueled with... Urterus. The
3: extraterrestrial fuel that
2: you mine from moons. And it's like, that's true, and... I mean, technically, that's always been true. (laughs) Mm. Like, even when I made that one, that was still the case. The only reason that I made these batteries that could power your ship was because it was easy. Because I could just make program the ship and like uh, program the battery and say this can be used as a fuel, (laughs) and you just put it in the ship and it works. Mm. Even though it's dumb because the batteries are like absorbed by the ship somehow. You don't get the batteries back.
0: Okay,
2: (laughs) they just get consumed. Mm just burn it. They just chuck them on a fire. Yeah, exactly. You just then... charge, throw these batteries into a nuclear furnace and some kind. <laughs> <laughs> and then it absorbs the power out of them. But, so yeah, like that's true that the, the, they can only be powered by the moon. But the whole point is that the moons are only there to exist to give you the
3: fuel for the ship.
2: Right, yeah. And it's like it's not actually a problem.
3: But this guy obviously doesn't like the moon.
2: Well, it's... They did change the moon slightly for version one, where basically you beam down onto the moon. There's, n- n- It doesn't generate anything apart from terrain and the ore that mm. is the fuel. So there's no reason to explore or anything. No, just get what you you're You're only looking for fuel. Yeah. And basically, as you mine fuel, a in a slow-moving, invincible enemy chases you. So like, it gradually follows you as you move around. Oh, I see. Right, oh, okay. So it's like, it's not actually difficult to basically beam down to a moon and just only run in one direction and just mine whatever is right at the surface. Mm. It's like, it's not actually a problem.
3: But it is a bit of a time waster, I guess. Like, could it be tedious?
2: Well, not any more tedious than waiting for solar panels to charge off a battery, I (laughs)
3: think. Yeah, but that sort of happens while you're doing other things. I guess. I
2: guess it does. But um, also, like, if you get crew in your ship, they can upgrade your fuel efficiency so it can use even less fuel to travel. Mm and there doesn't seem to be a limit which is weird
3: what so you can just keep making it more and more efficient
2: it seems like it like I've had these four engineers on my ship and two other types of engineers I don't understand what the distinction between these two types of engineers are They're like one of them is orange and one of them is blue but one of them upgrades fuel efficiency and one of them upgrades fuel capacity mm. and every time I beam up to my ship they all come and tell me that they've done it and it's like Is this ever going to... Like, we've increased fuel efficiency 10% again, and four times, and every time I've been to my ship. So it's like, am I eventually just not going to spend any fuel to go anywhere? It seems like it, because there doesn't seem to be any limit. Like, the fuel capacity just keeps going up over and over. Nice. So, yeah, basically fuel mining is essentially irrelevant. And honestly, you're not going to use that much fuel anyway, because there's no reason to travel further than the shortest distance you can. Unless I guess you've like been on the forums and seen someone post the coordinates to an interesting looking planet. Okay. But yeah. they're not, because they're all identical. <laughs> 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 it we'll it just... can't be any more interesting than one other planet further over than where you are.
3: <laughs> so is the map fixed then? Like if you say the coordinates like almost... Well, it's procedurally generated off a seed. So right, yeah, 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 So it's the same. You can ha- input the coordinates and find the same planet. Yeah. But where you start is different. Yeah, you will that... spawn somewhere else. Okay, so it's the no man's sky model. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> But yeah, it's like you still hype for No Man's Sky, so <laughs> fairly like, to, to, to move off, yeah. Like because I guess it's like there has been some gameplay game. Well, yeah, out I've there. been continuing yeah. to not pay attention.
2: That's still, really media blackout. Here.
3: Okay, good because I like yeah, I hadn't either.
1: Doing well.
2: I, I was thinking about the pre-order problem again because mm. it's like you can, it, like I realized that you can't buy the PC version anywhere apart from Steam. Well. No, I'm pretty sure you can only get it through Steam. But there's no disc version. You mean? Yeah, there's yeah. no disc version. Is basically what I was thinking about mm. because that, like, I said, I didn't want the pre-order because I didn't really care about having a start, or having a, like a bonus ship at the start because I thought, like, yeah, I yeah. want to play the game.
3: Yeah, you don't <laughs> I don't want, you, want to just be given free shit. You don't want to come into it with an advantage unless the ship is just aesthetically different, maybe. But, yeah,
2: but then, like, then I was then the, my actual thought started to become like. But if I don't pre-order, I can't preload. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the actual, that's like, maybe also a reason to pre-order. Is so you can start the download before you can actually play it. Uh, yes. <laughs> Rather than reaching the point where it comes out and then having to wait like another five or six hours to download. <laughs> also, my internet has been really bad recently. It's a bit of a problem for an online game. Yep. Well...
0: I don't of know on how other. much
2: I'm yeah. like it might be like Spore where
3: it's like when it goes offline it doesn't really care <laughs> maybe yeah well I guess it wouldn't yeah it might it might download a, n- enough nearby that it's okay you know to know who, who discovered things and...
2: well or it's
3: irrelevant yeah like yeah or it doesn't matter at all yeah
2: unless you happen to go back and see something that you thought you had discovered and see that someone else's name is on it now
0: oh yeah yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah like I don't know. My internet's been terrible recently. Not speed-wise, just
3: connection-wise. It's all those pipes. It drops all the time. The, the, new, no the, the new pipes for your gas boiler, they're just not fat enough to carry your, that internet as well. No, it was happening before the gas boiler situation. <laughs> so. Too much hanging in your in your internet pipes. Yeah, don't know what's up with it.
2: It's getting really annoying. It's been mostly annoying me in Rocket League, though
3: particularly when it's like oh well, yeah we we you know we tried to play it the other night and you just had full on disconnect and it's like oh, well boy. yeah that's what happens that's no good it does that
2: occasionally just not it's like normally it does it like once or twice and then it's stable for a few hours and then it does it again and then the cycle continues although sometimes it's been it's done it like four or five times in a row and like last night when I was trying to play Rocket League again it was it, it disconnected and then continued to disconnect for like the trouble is, like, sometimes it disconnects and then disconnects again, and like five minutes later, yeah. And it's like I'm prepared for that now. I'm like after the first time it disconnects, I'm, I'm like, like I'm not, not going to do, do anything. anything. I'm yeah. just going to wait five minutes and see if it disconnects again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then normally it's stable, but l- last night it decided to start disconnecting every half hour, which is exactly the wrong amount of time for like you think it's fine and then it goes again, and then you think it's fine and then it goes again. Mm. <laughs> And it did that like five times in a row over the next two hours, and it really started to get annoying.
3: I have to suspect your router in this. Yeah,
2: that's my main suspicion as well. Yeah. But the trouble is, it doesn't happen consistently. It's like, if, if it is the router, I don't know what would be. Causing it to happen Because it's not like like
3: Blue screening internally
2: Well yeah maybe But it doesn't Like It doesn't seem like It's overheating Because it happens at Random times during the day Or the night Like it can happen at 2am When it's not warm And on days when It's not hot anyway And I don't
3: Mm. know Well it doesn't mean It hasn't got gummed up With dust And it's not like The hot day (laughs) It's it's not that
2: dusty Where it is It's been dusted Fairly recently Yeah Yeah Nothing could be inside But yeah It's like my main problem with, it, with Rocket League is that what keeps happening is I start playing Rocket League, I go in and play some casual games, and I'm like, okay, let's go to rank. And then after Amanda like two games. two games of rank, it disconnects me in the middle of a rank game. I'm like, well, shit. If I could not play rank any longer Yeah. It's like I've wasted the uptime on playing casual. <laughs> yeah. And then, then well, as soon as I go to rank, it's like, oh,
0: it's time for disconnections.
3: <laughs> so you going. Grr. Get any router.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
3: We
2: have to complain at BT and see if they can do anything.
3: BT do have new hardware.
2: Yeah, I noticed. It was advertised on the back of the radio times that was lying on the table next to the router. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh. Mm. Suspicious. So yeah, we'll see about my internet connection, I guess.
0: House grouse.
2: Yep. But that's more or less all I've been playing, apart from very briefly logged into Guild Wars. Didn't really play it, but Living World Season 3 has started, so yeah. log, log in and get free access to that if you ever get to the point where you can play it. <laughs> Ooh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't think I actually logged in for any of Season world Season 2 or anything, but I'm not sure I have any of that anyway. Maybe well, we might have still been anyone's. playing yeah. when Season 2 was going on.
2: I still have all that to go through at some point because I really only did the first. No, wait, that's not. No, the stuff that I unlocked isn't Living World. It's the transition to the expansion stuff that I never got round to f- doing. Right, I did the first map of that, but then didn't do the other two or three maps that there were. Hmm. So I could do that if I wanted. To, I guess. Being
3: you know, a killballs. Sort of don't care anymore. <laughs> Raw is not infused any longer. No. Disappointing. I, yeah, I, I I sort of don't, don't like I, I know, I, I, I had a moment where I looked at it and thought, oh, Heart of Horns is fifty percent off at the moment. And maybe that would have got me back, maybe, but it's like it, I don't think Guild Wars would have changed enough in a way that makes me think feel interested about it, Like, cause I think uh you know, I got other games to play, yo. <laughs> Indeed. I got that GTA to suck up my MMO time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> not even in multiplayer. If it,
3: not even in GTA Online. It, ah! That's yeah. not no either. No,
2: not really. There's no massive about it apart from the world but that doesn't count. That's not
3: what that means. <laughs> it's not what that means. <laughs> it's true. It's, not, it's massively, isn't it, technically? <laughs> massively multiplayer. Yes, I guess.
1: You going to condemn? Uh, carried on with Day of the Tentacle gradually solving the puzzles. Still funny. Um... Metal Gear I'm stuck on the stupid um fight the skulls in the airport round 2 harder edition um, uh, I have I, got the D-Walker with the Gatling gun like you suggested but I'm really shit uh-huh. at it so I think I'm just going oh, Okay I think I'm just going to develop a machine gun and run around on foot like a madman because when... The, like I was saying, the mobility upgrades that are my favorite. That they're, they're definitely really, really good. Like because this fast sprinting means you can pretty much run around like a head just chicken and not get hit that much. So I think mm. that's the best way for me because I can't get D Walker to. I, I've never really used D Walker, so I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm gone. I go into the like sprint mode and then I try and come out, and then the thing overheats and then it oh, rusts yeah. up, and I'm I'm pretty shit with it basically. So. I think I'm going to try.
3: Yeah, you do have to keep basically just calling more in because, yeah, the the rust, the rust that power that they have. Yeah. Like, just, just just you know, wait for it to get destroyed. You can call another one eventually.
1: I'm just really bad at calling. You know, it really stresses me out trying to call in ammo drops and stuff while, while you know, but yeah, going into the menu. Pa- it's not paused, is it? No, it yeah. doesn't pause anything. If there was some kind of shortcut to, like, call a supply drop, I need to, like, What's... memorize the button combo so I can just What's do like...
3: it. Yeah, well, I think like in that in that section in particular, like you you can be safe inside a building for a reasonable length of time. Yeah, if you get like yeah. one of the upstairs rooms on some of the buildings, then I, then just get in there, pop your D walker down, and and go start the routine again.
1: Yeah, and I then, might try going up on the roof or something. But anyway, I'm waiting to develop that, so uh, and then I can finally finish that that damn game because that's like two missions away from the, the yeah. You're not you're, not, end, you're not end part of in the end thing. Yeah. Uh, and you, I the witness. Haven't, I know. Yeah, um, of
3: course, you you will not have had the Had some of the final storyline okay. stuff. Yeah, until no, I think Friday, that's right, just yeah. after that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a new outbreak or something. But I, I can't remember. Anyway, it's getting towards the end. Um, oh,
3: have you not had the? Oh, you probably haven't had one of the the the, the, the super creepy mission then.
1: Mm, probably n- n- not. Not no. really
3: a spoiler, but you know, there's a scene in the trailers. Um, where Snake's walking down a corridor and the light turns red and you can see
1: his horns. Right. No. You haven't had that? Okay. I don't think I've had that yet, no.
3: Yeah, that's kind of a cool... Not really a proper mission, I guess, like, in terms of gameplay, but it's kind of cool story-wise.
1: Apparently you can turn into, like, Demon Snake. Did you know about this?
3: Yeah, like, yeah, if you're, like, a bastard. And like, you develop like,
1: nukes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's quite funny. Apparently, like,
3: there's a whole transition, like you know, it's you can be sort of half demon and stuff like that. Like, oh right, like, okay, your horn gets you have to bigger be... or something. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you get permanently bloodstained and stuff. It's really disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> i I really don't understand that blood fetish. Like that outfit for the what's the name is oh uh, for quiet. Yeah, what, what is so that wrong. about? I yeah. don't know why why anyone would think that was good. A good idea. Way. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. All right, cool.
3: Let's wrap this up. Because I see a Kippers and yeah. a Jeremy inbound for Pete. Okay.
1: Okay. Cool. So thanks for see joining me. us. Catch us. Uh, watch out for new videos and catch us next time for the cycle. Prepare for more Sonic. <laughs>
0: That's
2: the sound Bye. of cracking
0: pizzas. That's the end of the podcast. <laughs> see ya. Da.